0: (laughs) that's your lunch and your breakfast
1: yeah that's what happens when uh are you on a diet Mm -hmm. yeah it's called the stress diet the stress diet
0: (laughs) those are the worst i usually eat more when i'm stressed
1: bro
2: Uh,
0: it is saint paddy's day too by the way so happy saint paddy's day leadheads. Yeah. happy saint (laughs) paddy's day ton
1: happy saint paddy's day brother
0: so for you, uh, you leadheads, you aren't familiar, I have uh, the nation's greatest outdoor grilling chef joining us today, Tun Jones. Tun, welcome in. Thanks for
1: having me back, brother.
0: You you are always welcome back. I think you're going to be my um, consummate co-host.
1: Dude, I love your show. I am permanently addicted to talking lead. I listen to it <laughs> <laughs> on my... Half an hour, 45-minute drive to work and from work every day.
0: Yeah, I think you have some sort of unhealthy addiction to the show. I don't I don't get it, but I'm glad. <laughs> I wish other people would get it, too. <laughs> Maybe you can don't, explain the attraction to the show to other people, too, and we can get well, five or six more listeners.
2: <laughs>
1: don't get me wrong. I love the majority of your content, but I really listen to it. Mostly just for the jack wagon.
0: <laughs> You're just all about the jack wagons, huh? Yeah. That, and, and we've got a couple that we want to take care of oh, today, yeah. like people yeah. who call me when I'm recording. <laughs> and I don't silence my phone. My bad.
1: Actually, thank you for reminding me. I'm going to silence my phone.
0: So I may sniffle during this, and I'm not going to edit out all my sniffles, lead head so I apologize. I've got a cold coming on or sinuses <laughs> or something. I don't know what it is. The weather here in Tennessee it was 80, you know, for the last few days and then now it's 20 something. It's ridiculous. So, and then all you get all the pollen and on top of the cold and it's just hell on your sinuses. So, I apologize. Bro, what, the heck? what?
1: This weather. Oh. It's weather. Dude, Weather's weather. It was 80, 90 degrees here in Texas a few days ago, now it's in the 30s. Same here.
0: It's ridiculous. I was in I was in New York. Over the past weekend. And I was, you know, expecting snow and 30s, you know, below 30 weather. And it was like high 50s and 40s was the low. Now, the day I left, this nor'eastern storm or western storm, whatever they call them, a nor storm, some kind of nor storm. (laughs) Nor'easter. There you go. Blew in. I got out like an hour before it hit. So I got out just in time. Uh, But, uh, that's something we're going to talk about on another show. I went up there for a TECC course, Tactical Emergency Casualty Care course, with uh, our good buddies at Medicine and Bad Places. And it was a badass course. I learned a lot. Uh, it was a very interactive course, very hands-on course. And uh, we're going to get the gang from Medicine in Bad Places, Sean, and hopefully Wendy will join us too. I don't know. She's kind of a little shy, but uh, you're going to have – uh, hear more of that coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. I'll give you guys an update on uh, all the coolness that happened in New York. I was in, have you heard of Croton? It's C-R-O-T-O-N on Hudson. I guess that's like a city or something. It's just north of the city.
1: I've never heard of it.
0: And we had it at the uh, at their fire and, and rescue uh, building station, so it was pretty cool. So I got to meet those guys real Real good bunch of people. They gave me a, one of their mugs. So we got a mug from them. Oh, bro, that's sick. Got a Letty. They gave me a Letty. They actually gave actually me a flashlight really cool. and they gave me a knife. They also gave me a knife. And guess what I did? Here's Here, let's do the Jack Wagon train. <laughs> Gunny, bring in the train.
3: Here, Rouse, Zipperpied, do or die, hold them high at 8th and It is time for the talking lead Jack Wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby.
0: All right, train stationed. And uh, I'm a jack wagon, uh, as I was stating before. <laughs> I left I left the knife in my carry-on bag. And I was going through security, and I thought it was just a random thing. They pulled my bag to the side because it was just this little conveyor belt, and every so often one would get pulled over to the side. And They weren't acting all upset or anything like that. There was a couple of lady TSAs that were there. I was cutting up, having a good time with them, and they were going through my stuff, and... Looking at all right, that's good, that's good. And then they pulled out this little, you know, those little velvet bags. Crown Royal bag? It, it, yeah, but it wasn't Crown Royal. It was, you know, a little smaller <laughs> one. And I saw it, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, shit. That was the knife. They had the knife in that, in that little bag. And I got the knife and the flashlight confused because the flashlight was in, like, a little hard fold case. Oh, The flashlight dude. was. So I thought I had put the, the knife in my check bag and the light left it in there, and I didn't, so they got a free knife, so, but this I appreciate- This is why we can't have nice things. That's why I can't have nice things. That's the first time I've ever done that, by the way. I've never, never done that before, so, but I appreciate you guys at the, uh, the fire station, EMS services there for the yeah. gifts. Uh, thank you much. They're very hospitable there, uh, show me a great respect and hospitality, and, we're going to talk about that more. So I know you've got some jack wagons, ton. But before you yeah, do that, I, gotta, I just want to let everybody know the show coming up is great. We got more interviews from Shot Show, or yeah, Shot Show. Um, NRA's coming up.
1: But go ahead, dude. Yes, yeah, Shot Show is coming up. Well, NRA's uh, coming up. Yeah, NRA. Holy crap, dude! I do that this, all the that, time. <laughs> that is this day. That is this day. Yeah. Well, I woke up this morning as everybody probably started hearing from the beginning, is it is St. Paddy's Day, and I wake up to do our social media posts. I'm here at Air Force Air Guns working today. My daytime job is R&D and marketing for Air Force Air Guns. So I wanted to do the St. Paddy's Day post. Grab my phone, grab a cup of coffee, grab a cigar, go out to the patio, kick on the phone, open up social media, and Meta says... Your account has been deactivated. Oh!
0: You're like, no, no. <laughs> you're like, this must be a mistake.
1: I was like, all right, something's wrong. I'll go hop on the emails and check everything out. Open up my email and starting at 1.39 a.m., 15 emails. Actually, there's probably more than that. Account activity, account activity. Someone's trying to log in. Did you change your password? Verify it's you. Did you oh. verify you changed your name? Oh, no. All this stuff. And the very last one is your account has been temporarily suspended and deactivated. Facebook has identified that you are not old enough to have a Facebook account. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Don't they let kids have Facebook accounts though? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Under maybe
0: adult supervision? I don't know. I think I thought there yeah. were kids that had like IG <laughs> so accounts. Like,
1: and- so I'm like, okay, I'm all this is screwed up, so I try to get on there. I go to account recovery. It says, you need to post a picture of your government ID. Yeah. I can do that. It's not the first time. It's but it's not, not under gonna... your
0: name at this point. So there's some other name, some other. Yeah,
1: it, it has. So they've, they've royally screwed you over. Yeah, they've, they've pretty screwed me. I was like, okay, I'm just going to post a picture of my ID, send it to them. They hold it for 30 to 180 days. I leave the 180-day mark because if I get hacked again, they have to send an ID, picture of your ID, and it has to match. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I snapped a picture of my ID and I sent it to him. And it says, submitting, 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 the circle of death wheel's going. And pops up a screen and says, too many attempts of submitting an ID has been activated.
0: Oh, because that person was probably trying yep. to do and it. They had already
1: tried <laughs> to submit the picture. Then that's when I realized, oh, my name has changed. All the information has changed.
0: Dude, it's probably one of your uh, international stalker
1: fans. Dude, yeah. And I was like, Okay, so Facebook is down. I can't post any of my work. I'm going to hop over to Instagram and just put up a bunch of social media posts for Air Force on there. Because we also have a shooting competition that's going on, and registration opened today at noon. Ah. So I'm like, I'll post on there. So I opened up Instagram, and because Meta controls Both. Instagram and Facebook... Same my account's been deactivated, issue. and this is
0: this isn't the Air Force air guns. This is your personal. Yeah, this Gun is my Jones. personal
1: account.
0: So they didn't hack into the Air Force. So you still got that one at least, right?
1: Yeah, Air Force and RAW are still okay. there. Rapid Airworks. Well, dude, we
0: can we can make a post on ours and let people know that your personal account's been hacked and stand by. Yeah. You know, have you got yeah. you got a backup account created yet?
1: Uh no, because my backup account that I had is gone also. Okay. Well, damn, I don't know what to do. I mean,
0: I guess you just have to create a whole nother account.
1: I went down like an Iraqi fighter pilot that taught me to take <laughs> off, but never land you
0: Went down like the Titanic,
1: <laughs> dude. It like was the Hindenburg. Bad. <laughs> so I have 24 to 48 hours to wait then I could resubmit an ID. Yeah. So I'm here at work today, chilling at air force. I was like, okay, so I got to do a bunch more R and D, which is really good. At least you, you got some real work
0: done. Get off this social media bullshit and you get some real, real work done. Yeah, Maybe it's a godsend.
1: It It kind of was because that is something that's going to lead me to information for you. Ah. There's a product that I'm going to bring to you probably in the next 30 days, and I'm probably going to give you the phone call to be the one to release it.
0: Ah. Well, there you go, because Talking Lead is the show for exclusives. <laughs> yep.
1: Exactly.
0: Nice. Nice. So, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah.
1: That is probably the and the sad part is that's not even the biggest jack wagon I have right now.
0: Oh my god, you got another
1: Jack Wagon? I got a group of jack wagons.
0: Uh oh. Well, let's hit it. We gotta
1: get so we can't see behind motion, you. Sensor, motion sensor light. Damn motion sensor oh. light.
0: All we can see is your little fake background on the spaceship that you got going on there. Oh, sweet. That's bathroom. my R&D lab in my spaceship. There you go. <laughs> looks like the Jetsons uh, R&D lab.
1: I was sitting at the airport getting ready to go to Iowa. Oh, you no. You know, that place you didn't go. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, just saying. It's probably because you were at that place that right across from where I go eat lunch, where you got that cold, that the, sniffle. The bathroom? probably. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where you picked up that streptococcal pneumonia that you got going on right there.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know where this came from.
1: Yeah, I can tell you, it's where you just came from. I didn't get it from the gym. There's no way I got it. From oh, the gym. Nothing but yeah. healthy people in the gym. What's wrong with you?
0: Yeah, There's no germs in the gym.
1: Full of sepsis. Yeah, we'll call it that. But <laughs> we were sitting at the airport. Funny enough, in the Admirals Lounge. Because when you fly enough Fancy. and you spend most of your life sucked away in an airport, you acquire enough points. They treat you with low rent food. Fancy but, ton, yeah.
0: elite of the elite. He's in the Admirals Club.
1: As <laughs> no, peon can,
0: can't get in there. I mean, you got to be something, something to get in the Admirals Club. You can't be a you, you know a you pa- gotta pauper. You got to get a credit
1: card and put all your business expenses on one credit card. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm sitting there, we're getting ready to fly, and there's a group of ladies in there cackling away. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to listen to the conversation. So you're going to (laughs) eavesdrop. Damn straight. (laughs) Okay. And they were laughing and going on about how great it is to be a single mom. Okay, single mom. And I'm like, okay, they're making the best of the situation. Yeah, good for them, yeah. And then they start talking about, how great it is to post all those GoFundMes that make them afford these flights everywhere and how no matter what you say, as soon as you say the word single mom, everybody feels bad for you and throws money at you no matter what the story is. What? And the, it gets better. And if anybody ever found out that their ex-husbands were actually really great guys, they would be so screwed. Ha 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 ha
0: ha! So basically, they're they're scamming people with Mm -hmm. GoFundMe accounts, is what you're saying. So they're using their status as a single Mm -hmm. mom to scam people because there are single moms that are hardworking single moms that, you know, work two jobs and and do great and do just fine on their own and never ask for a single handout and
1: yeah. So, but yeah, this group of single moms actually are part of a Facebook group that have learned to get together. Scam the system, use their children. Like, my kids are sick this week. Oh, this one's in the hospital, and they've never been sick. But they post up all these scams about using their kids to oh fund their vacations.
0: Well, you know, and that just goes. There are there's scam artists out there in everything, every every aspect of of anything. There's scam artists out there, and that's why you as an individual. Have to be vigilant, and you know, if if you know you're feeling the heartstrings being tugged on, you might want to do a little little extra digging and checking before you throw money somebody's way. But that's just that's just downright dastardly, right there.
1: That was that was pretty brutal. But but
0: that's just giving the hardworking single moms out there that you know that make it on their own and don't ask for hand a bad name, and and for those who genuinely
1: need it, you know. because there and are
0: people who genuinely need assistance. Oh, yeah.
1: And there's there's women out there that are in really bad situations that got out of a bad situation that yeah, really deserve the support. Absolutely. But then on the flip <sighs> side... Did you, you get the name lot... of this Facebook group by chance so that we can... No, I tried. They, they were... They didn't go out and say it. They're just like, I'm so glad we met in that in the group in that on that Facebook group. They wouldn't go out and say it because they were having yeah. a conversation between themselves.
0: So where were they headed? Were they going on an all inclusive cruise or something with this group? <laughs> they were
1: headed they were headed uh oh the Marshall Islands. The Marshall Islands. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They were headed to the Marshall Islands. And they were sick. I was like, oh, that's I'm like and I didn't want to speak up and say, hey you snaggle toothed Oh, bush dude, they would have
0: called security on your bald ass, bald oh, tattooed yeah, ass. <laughs> I'm like,
1: as you know, as we've been in conversations when I've been pulled over on the road just a few days ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm all, dude. <laughs> Todd and I were talking on the phone in deep conversation. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, shit, dude, I'm getting pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Blowing
1: through a stop sign. <laughs> you blew the stop sign uh officer my dash cam says something different but okay go ahead and write me that ticket right Uh, dash cam yeah oh it's right there you go ahead another jack wagon another jack you can go uh, go ahead and write me that ticket license and registration here's my insurance okay here's my registration well i just want you to know you blew that stop sign i said my dash cam will tell the story go ahead write me that ticket well i just want i said no no just write me that ticket we'll take this all the way i'm all we're good it's recorded he walks away and i'm like oh crap the red light's not on
0: (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't recording
1: (laughs) i hit record he comes back and he peeks through the window and he looks and he sees the red light it's like i'm just letting you know to be careful maybe you should stop next time i said it's still recording you want to watch it he's like here's your i said no you can give me the ticket and i'm like Okay, now I'm just being a dick. Now you're being a, <laughs> a
0: dick, <ding>. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Take your warning and go. <laughs> he's all, be safe. I said, you too, officer. I got out there. I'm like, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. But I do have a hero.
0: Okay, perfect. We need heroes. We need some heroes.
1: To all those poor single dads out there that had to deal with those single moms that screwed them over.
0: Oh, at the Admiral's Lounge. Just the ones at yep.
1: the Admiral's Lounge. It's the ones he's talking oh. about. There's, there's plenty of single dads out there that have had to deal with some other estrogens crap that didn't deserve it, that got their ass had to do them in court because you have testosterone. There's plenty of dads out there that are breaking their back, giving away their paychecks to some estrogen carrier that's totally abused them and abused the system. There's plenty of dads out there that bust their ass 24-7, double shift to do everything they can to support the kids they don't even get to live with. And there's those dads out there that do want to do everything with their kids and they can't and are still trying. Thank you for still trying. It still means a lot and the kids will appreciate it later. You don't know it yet, but you still mean a lot to them. There you Keep go. Keep going.
0: And, and for those that don't, you're jackwagons. You're and, a dick. And for those mothers that are out there busting their ass and – you know, making and providing for yep. their children, and still trying to keep the the other one in the picture if he deserves it. Because sometimes they don't. Yeah. Bravo to you, and you're my heroes. So, and this isn't Mother's Day or Father's Day; it's St. Patrick's Day. Come on, son. <laughs> Dude, but see.
1: So my other hero is oh, come another one. The, yeah, whoever you came prepared, came up with absinthe because I'm not a beer drinker, so I don't care about green beer. I care about absinthe. God. My isn't that, hero.
0: Isn't that like a mouthwash or something? Is that is that what that is? Go back you to the You gargle Jimmy with bastard. that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh Saint D- Patty's Day plans with your family tonight? Are you gonna do some kind of green burger or hot dog or something you're gonna grill up? <laughs> Maybe iguana, I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My little boy Levi. Absolutely hilarious. Every weekend, every weekend. I'll go, we have chickens in the backyard. I'm like, hey, boy, what do you want for breakfast? And he'll come up with something. Last weekend, it was green pancakes.
0: Oh, uh, he's, he's a weekend ahead.
1: Yeah, and it was the week before that, it was blue eggs. And the weekend before that was green eggs because we did the green eggs and ham. I was going to say, he must be reading Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah, we read to him every, every night. Mama, Actually, I take that back. Mama reads to him almost every night.
0: Because you haven't quite got your alphabet down yet, I get it.
1: number letters are hard.
0: <laughs>
1: words are wrong. hard, <laughs> yeah, no Mama reads to them every night um, and it is it is amazing. My two boys will I'll wake up in the morning, and the weekend's mine. I cook three three squares, and I ask them what do you want, so they go pick the food color and they name what they want to eat, and I go food big food coloring, uh-huh. I told them this morning on my way to work, I said, hey, it's St. Patrick's Day. What do you want that's green? And they both decided they want green cheeseburgers for dinner.
0: I, was, I hit the nail on the head. Yep. Now, how are you going to make your meat green? Are you just going to do like a green cheese
1: on it? And oh, is- no. I'm, I am making a green chili sauce. Ooh. Yes. That's I'm spicy, is it? I'm going to make it non-spicy. I've already... Planned out how I'm gonna remove the seeds and the vein from the chilies. Okay. I'm gonna get very mild. My little one can handle spicy, my older one not so much. Mama, hell no.
2: Yeah.
1: Mama doesn't handle spice. Yeah. And if that's still too spicy after I make it, I'm gonna actually make regular chili chili that's not hot at all. Yeah. And dye it green. Then I'm gonna actually dye the ground beef. What are you well, actually, using?
0: What kind of dye are you using that's not gonna you know? make a third ear grow or something like that is, it, is, there, is there safe dye out there that you're using yeah
1: i actually use plant-based food dye okay and it's 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 safe organic and... plant-based food dye okay oh god no yeah i don't want my kids growing a vestigial tail or anything yeah, yeah no
0: permanently <laughs> stain their teeth <laughs> yeah they have green <laughs> teeth oh dude it was, like, hey, it was that one year we asked for green cheeseburgers and it permanently dyed our teeth. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. My, <laughs> so,
1: my three-year-old yells at mom two weeks ago. <laughs> said, I made purple uh roll twists. Yeah. Mommy, my poop is purple. <laughs> and she looks at me with the, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> that makes
0: poop time fun, though, you know? That's especially, what I said. Especially if they're like potty training, it's, oh, yeah. like, it's like you tell your kid, "Hey, if you poop, it's going to be purple or orange or, you know what." Yeah,
1: and they're going to try. They're going to give it an extra squeeze. <laughs> but it's really bad because he'll go in there with the iPad. He's has ABC Mouse on his iPad. He took a picture and brought it to his mom. Nice.
0: Nice. There's my hero. Yep. yep. There's my That's hero. My he gets a ride on Red Force One. I love it. All right. That does it for our our jack wagons and and uh, heroes. So if you've got any lead heads, send them in talkinglet@gmail.com. Give me your nominations, and uh, I'll read them on the air. Uh, I don't think I've gotten one from you guys in a while, or maybe I haven't. I just have missed them. You got to email them talkinglet@gmail.com. Put in the uh, subject uh, jack wagon or hero or both. You know whatever you're doing. Uh, don't send it to me on uh, instant message or anything like that, because. I won't see it. I won't see it at all. So this show, we got a, gr- a great show lined up for you. We've got the incomparable Keith Garcia, three gun master, master of the shotgun. Uh he 30 years LE and he he just retired this year. So he's starting his wow. his own new training company. It's called Libra, like the the zodiac sign. Um Training and Consulting. Training and consult that's what it is, I believe. Anyway, he tells us in this episode, so you're going to find out exactly what it is, uh, and he's got his uh, partner, Ed Espinoza, joining him, which Ed is a 20-year Marine, retired, and uh, he's 25 years L.E., so uh, they're starting this new training company to make it more realistic, more, uh, not realistic, but more faster to make you a faster, better, uh, smarter shooter. So it's more for a higher-level... People, but you can start off, but they'll get you to that level. Like, you know, he'll bring you to the competition uh, world. And then Chad from Caltech is in that uh, interview with us. He sits down and joins us. And uh, that's a good interview. Then we've got uh, these two cats that Art from Royal Range introduced me to Nick and Corel. And these guys are in the hospitality security business and this is a a very good interview conversation that i had with these guys because it's not just the hospitality security that we we get into this uh but they actually are looking for human trafficking um because the the hospitality industry is like the largest um culprit for human trafficking that that these uh these traffickers use so Great interview with them. They give some tips and tricks on what to look for when you go to restaurants or the bars or uh, what else is hot. Sporting events, you know, all all that kind of stuff. Pretty
1: much any large gathering.
0: Yeah. So got that coming up this uh, interview, this interview, this episode. And then Alicia Garcia, the boomstick babe, ladies and gentlemen. She is hitting the scene hot and heavy. She is a little ball of fire, I will tell you. And uh, she is a great 2A advocate, and especially 2A advocate uh, for women, getting women involved and active in self-defense and shooting sports. Uh, Joining her on this, we get Michael Waller. He is a two-time self-defense survivor. Uh, So a lot of you may have heard of of Michael. Um, So he, he breaks down and tells the stories of the incidents, the shooting incidences that he was involved with. And one of them was just like recently, just like within the past year, year and a half or something, yeah. really recent. Um, and he's got a, a company also, firearms training company, and he just opened one in Knoxville, around the Knoxville area. Not actually Knoxville, but it's up in East Tennessee. So we're going to go hopefully and visit him someday soon. Uh, and that was all brought to us by Devin, uh, the Kids for Kings. You know, he, he founded Kids for Kings. He works with a good Friend Mike Sodini and those guys over at Walk the Talk America also. So Devin is on that interview. Uh, so great content for you, for you guys. You are gonna like every one of these uh, interviews. I guarantee it. And I gotta announce—I uh, don't know if I've done it yet or not—we are going to be at NRA. We're gonna be at the twenty twenty three NRA annual meeting. Is that what they call it? Annual meeting and conventions. Yes. And that is going to be in Indy this year. And it's, uh, what are the dates on that? April 14th through the 16th. So plan on coming out to NRA. Plan on coming by the Caltech booth because that's where we're going to be. Caltech is sponsoring the lead quarters again for this. And it's going to be booth number 8263. And we're going to have a bunch of interviews like we did at SHOT Show, whole new lineup of, line of interviews. We're gonna have giveaways. Can't say what those are yet, but we are going to be having giveaways, uh, and then we may be doing, you know, some other handouts and you know, cool things like that. But uh, we got some cool things lined up, so you're gonna to want to come by uh, the the Keltec booth at NRA. And are you guys gonna have a booth set up, Tun?
1: No, we are not. I am gonna be there causing trouble and harassing you. So you're probably gonna see Tun at the booth a lot,
0: a ton, of ton at the booth which would be awesome. We're going to have a good time. Uh, and for yous that use, I just, I was been to New York. You can tell I've been to New York. <laughs> for yous, yous guys that can't for attend, guys. <laughs> that won't be there. Uh, we're planning on doing maybe a giveaway for you too. So you have to watch, you know, our live feeds and video posts that we're doing each day to get involved with that. So more details on that coming up also. But it's going to be a great time. It's April 14th through the 16th at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, it's the 152nd NRA Annual Meeting and Exhibits. That's what they call it. So come by, see me, see Tun, see Chad, see the whole gang there at Caltech. Uh, they They released the KSG-410 at SHOT Show. They released the R-50 which is the rifle version uh, of their P50, the uh, 5.7 pistol that they released. They've got a rifle version of that now. And, I mean, they don't tell me anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they might have another new something they're going to release. I don't know. No promises. But come by, and you're going to find out. What's that? What's that? Mess around and find out?
1: Mess around and find out.
0: You mess around and find out. But it's going to be a good time, and we are going to be doing a giveaway, and it's going to be a nice giveaway Maybe two giveaways. So for the people that are there and the people that keep up with us that can attend. Because we like taking care of the Leadheads. That's what we do here.
1: Damn straight.
0: We like taking care of our our peeps. Our peeps. So that's what we got going on, Leadheads. Enjoy these interviews. And oh, by the way, the AK Corner uh, didn't make its scheduled uh, drop, but we will uh, be dropping that later this month. So be looking for... The, uh, the March edition of the Talking Lit AK Corner. It's coming. So, oh, what's that? What are you holding up?
1: Look what I found.
0: <laughs> Big League Chew Bubblegum. Ah, oh, maybe Ton will bring some Big League <laughs> Chew Bubblegum and uh, share his, his bubblegum with you guys, too. <laughs> All right, Leadheads, enjoy these interviews, and uh, we'll catch you on the tail end of it the kiltec ksg 410
3: is the perfect sidekick with no kick at just over an inch and a half wide just over 26 inches long and just over five pounds you'll be hard pressed to find a more impressive 410 bore shotgun in fact it's the world's first and only pump action 410 bore bullpup shotgun the side-by-side dual feeding tubes and one in the chamber delivers an impressive 11 round total capacity making it as functional as it is fun. innovation performance Cultec. Cool
0: yeah, don't through the uh, the cow. They also have a uh, are you familiar with their 5.7? 7 the yeah, the T50? Cool. Real cool. So they've got an R50 out now. The R50? So it's a rifle version. Oh nice. So it's got the 16-inch barrel and it's got a ambidextrous folding stock. Oh you here fold we go. it left or right. Is it R in there? And P50. There it is, yeah. I need two of those one for each hand yep <laughs> i mean you could do those uh the 410s that way
4: too oh
0: yeah do two of those as well yeah could shoot them tandem
5: what kind of velocity getting out of a barrel length that, that big for a 5.7
0: on the 5.7 that'd be a good question for chad when chad. he gets here <laughs> the chadron
5: capacity
4: 50. that's pretty badass 50. Yeah. Yeah, I just been fine.
0: 50 rounds of
4: 5.7. Yeah, I okay.
0: can They had it out at the range yesterday, and they had a can on it, on the rifle. Mm-hmm. They were shooting it suppressed. They said it was just smooth. Pretty good? Smooth, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Very little gas blowback at all, some if of, any. Some of these new cans
5: are getting pretty tactical. Oh, yeah. The baffling systems.
0: Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, I think it's Huxworks.
5: We were just... We just came from there. Okay. uh, My buddy, uh, Daryl, and his other brother, Daryl, work over there now. Daryl and Daryl? Used to be with uh, Vertex. Uh Uh-huh. And so he flagged me down and touched me while I was walking by, so we had to step in. That's nice. Yeah? Good
0: stuff. Where'd Chad go? He's over there getting pictures done. I see. Photo ops with the Taiwanese military? I don't know. Did you say it's Taiwanese military?
5: Philippines? Yeah, I've heard that heard
2: that excuse before <laughs> my ex-wife didn't believe
4: it either
0: <laughs> i swear honey i was getting photo ops with the philippines army all right lead heads we're back at the 2023 shot show coming to you from the official headquarters here at Keltec. Keltec we- weapons uh, they've got some great offerings here uh, you've heard us talk about them go check out the new 410 ksg that they've got and the R70, that's that P70 pistol in a rifle configuration. You're going to love it. Trust me. So joining me now, we've got one of our all-time favorite guests, one of mine anyway. I know you leadheads love him too. We've got none other than Keith Garcia, ladies and gentlemen.
5: Marty, how are you, buddy?
0: I'm good. You know you got to get on that thing.
5: All right, hold on. Let me, let me get up close. He's emptying
0: his pockets. Ah. He's texting people. <laughs> He's a hot commodity. Oh, and Chad's going to join us too, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, Chad, was that the uh, Filipino army or what was Taiwanese?
6: No, those boys are from Indonesia. Indo- I was close.
0: Yeah. Indonesia. They're what a lot are they of fun. doing? Special Forces or?
2: I have
6: no idea. Some uh-huh. sort of para- paramilitary. Boy Scouts? Whatever. Yeah. Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, um, they're actually, their faces don't show up, but they're actually a really good time. They're fun. They don't smile at all, but they have a great time. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. It's strange culture down there. Are
0: they with the, the guy that you were telling me about?
6: Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess.
0: I guess. You. I guess.
5: Okay. Yeah. My third wife was like that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun? <laughs> ah, she never smiled much. Never smiled, but a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> third. So you got your, your pockets all situated. I'm good. Thank you're you. joining us. So. I'm joining you. So thank you for having me. Well, you're, you're welcome. And I want to congratulate you on your
5: retirement. I appreciate it. Thirty years uh, done, and uh, moving on to better things. Haven't missed it a day in the last month.
0: <laughs> Not nice. one iota. Have Not you? one bit. Nice. In fact, I wake
5: up at three when I normally go to work. I giggle and go back to sleep. <laughs> you just roll over and laugh.
6: Nice.
0: Do you text your uh, people that are your buddies that are still working, okay. and say, "Guess what I'm doing?"
2: At
5: eight o'clock, I say, "Hey, I'm still in bed." Send them <laughs> they, selfies. They, they send. Me, really?
0: They send me a lot of middle fingers. <laughs> oh, I could. I could bet. I could bet.
5: So you brought a friend with you. Introduce uh, Ed to us, so, Ed, to the this, Leadhead Brigade. This is Ed Espinosa. He's a 20-year uh, Marine vet as well as a 25-year law enforcement uh, veteran. Uh, he's uh,
0: he's helped me out with my new business venture. All right, which is what we're going to talk about today. Excellent. So let's let's just kick it off. Talk about what Keith Garcia is going to be doing in his retirement year. So, uh, he's not retiring, obviously. The,
5: after 30 years in law enforcement, 15 years of those as a... Uh, yeah, so in a SWAT team or leading a SWAT team um, I wanted to take my experience with competition shooting as well as uh, time on the range teaching police and military and start a new training company it's called Lieber Training Consulting and we're going to combine all those aspects to just do high performance shooting uh, training consulting with uh, weapons developments so we're going to get out to the range and teach people how to shoot better faster, stronger
6: I already want to sign up excellent, so You excellent. Just, excellent. just started talking we were just talking about
5: this <laughs> last night, remember?
6: yep yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, we actually did our first class launch this weekend in Texas, and what we wanted to accomplish was was take all the ideas that we had and put them to test with some really good shooters. So we recruited shooters from all over Texas, and um, they came out, and I told them, you know. We're going to do a lot of stuff we're going to go we're going to teach you a lot of stuff show you a lot of stuff and if you can do you know when you get to be a high level shooter like many of these shooters work if you get one or two things out of a training class it's it's worth it right because you're not going to be showing anything brand new and earth shattering but we had some stuff that was was truly unique and we showed it to them and and i told them to keep an open mind because you know like if you think about it when you initially if i tell you about it you say oh, i'm never going to do that yeah I, my response to that is you haven't been in a situation where you needed to do it yet and if you have, a, if you build a mental framework and you actually practice something, and you can call on it under stress, because making up shit under fire isn't going to be good. Yeah. So if you can do it, either on the clock too. I mean, on the clock or, or in competition or in law enforcement, or military action, if you can, if you have a response, if you have a thoughtful response to a problem which you can solve with your firearm, and it might might take you out of your comfort zone, but we, we've given you some ideas on how to how to actually be successful.
0: I like it. I like the whole concept. So you said something that unique you know, some unique things. What, uh can you fill us in or is that something you're just going to learn from the class you got to well, take
5: class. No, I mean we're going to we want to make everyone better so we're going to share our stuff we'll get it we'll get posts on the internet we'll put stuff up but if you want to truly get to the nuts and bolts of stuff we'll, you come to a class we'll show you you know how we came up with it with the yeah. techniques. Uh, Ed and I have been working on a really uh, a great way to solve all the malfunction issues that come up with a AR-15 platform mm-hmm. in a one technique that you know leads to branches off into different actions but it's really fast and smooth in this class I mean, we had 15 guys, and they all rolled their eyes when I said, hey, we're do malfunction clearance for the last two hours, and I gave them all a Band-Aid. Cause I knew at some point, you know, they, oh, yeah. they, they were going to need it. I offered them tampons, uh,
7: <laughs> but they all
5: kind of uh, rolled their eyes. And then we went through the process of how we're identifying these things and how you're setting up properly and how people in the past haven't done it. So they're, they're actually training, doing negative training when they set up different Preparing malfunctions, to fail, yeah. correct. So we showed them the proper way to set stuff up we showed them a system for clearing them, which we're now, you know, we're going to clear a failure to fire in three seconds. We're going to clear a double feed in under, you know, four and a half seconds. We're going to clear a bolt over in under six to seven seconds. and get wow. that weapon system back up and running. And it's not earth-shattering, but it's all smooth. It's all, you know, you, you, you let the rifle tell you the story, what, yeah. what the problem is. And once you identify it, you take the corrective action. And these guys they actually had fun. They're racing against each other, trying to clear these different malfunctions, because now it's fun. It's competition. It's, yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to play into that mentality, the, the competitive nature I, of those I, guys. Agreed. Yeah. And
2: another
5: you think, unique thing we're doing, we're actually requiring people to shoot at a high level with both weapon systems. Mm-hmm. Both your Air your, 15 your platform and your handgun that you carry in, you're carrying, you're going to have to perform with both at a high level, and you're going to have to go back and forth between the systems in the same course of fire. And that's something that not a lot of people are doing, and they're certainly not uh, requiring people to do it at a high level. So, well, there's but,
0: nobody better to teach them than a world champion like yourself. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. sir. Thank you. And still competing.
5: Absolutely. As we were talking uh, yeah. off fair a little bit, yeah. No, that I mean, it's the passion. So you know, people will will sometimes dis uh, kind of discredit competition shooting as, uh, well. That'll get you killed in the streets. It's the exact opposite. You know, your tactics in the street are what you learn. Uh, your competition shooting, your weapons handling, your manipulation, your ability to shoot fast, accurately, efficiently, effectively. That's all stuff that's going to help you. Oh yeah. You know, as long as you're not stupid, which Unfortunately, a lot of people are. Uh, it's not going to hurt your performance. And if, once you start thinking about, hey, this is the way I shoot. This is the way I can deliver effective fire. Now, tactics is a separate thing. Sure. And you don't have to. You don't have to, have to sacrifice one for the other.
0: Yeah. You can do both. You can have the best of both worlds.
6: Just having that uh, weapons manipulation experience, though, builds confidence, and that confidence really translates over to the tactics once you start to learn them i think so once you got your weapon system down that's not a thought it's an afterthought in your mind you know it's uh, you know your tool inside and out and you're learning the tactics Um, i mean everyone's going to respond in some fashion or form uh, if something goes down and it's how that response is played out that uh, saves your life you know or ends your life so Super important to know that weapons manipulation stuff um, before you know all the tactics. Absolutely, in my opinion, Chad's you know? pretty
5: smart guy. I like he's that. He, yeah, he's on it, man. Yeah. He knows yeah. his stuff.
6: I've watched a lot of Keith Garcia oh, videos. Oh, I like that. <laughs> ah, this we all a- have. We all have.
0: <laughs> so Ed, tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Uh, so Ed here. Um, I've been shooting with Keith for over 20 years. I've known him for a long time. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've I've got stories. Uh, (laughs) We want to hear them. Those are the ones we want to hear. This this is the place for those. Now it gets juicy. I hold all the secrets, but I'll share them. Uh, Yeah, so uh, like Keith said, I retired from the uh, Marine Corps uh, 25 years uh, out of the reserve. I did competition shooting there. Uh, I'm in law enforcement also. We're in neighboring agencies. Uh, I've been there 25 years. I'm not quite retired, so I'm not as ah, happy as...
0: so he's one of the ones you're texting with the... <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, the future is bright. I'm looking more and more. Uh, ah, nice. But I uh, resent the uh, phone calls at 8 o'clock in the morning from rubbing in that I have to go to work. Uh, uh, but it's cool. We're very excited about this. Uh, just the feedback from the class uh, mm-hmm. that we just went to in Texas, uh, Keith touched on it. They had fun. They had fun going through malfunctions. That's never fun. I've never seen that, but we... We have some really good techniques and a lot of good innovation, and it's going to be an exciting time. So, And
0: give us the name of the company again. Libra Training and Consulting. Spell that. Like, oh, like, like Libra, yeah, the, the The astrological sign, symbol, the astrological. Yes.
5: Okay. So we're both Libras, by the way. And uh, the, the bottom line is this is gonna be balanced training. Balanced training for an unbalanced world. So you've got- Is
0: Libra the scales?
5: Correct. Okay. That's All the right. That is such a I'm great not slogan. Into... I love that, that's <laughs> yeah. great. So our philosophy is basically, you don't have to sacrifice speed or accuracy, you're gonna have both. You're going, to, you're, going to, you're, going do, you're going to shoot at a high level, and you're going to get your hits, and you're going to learn how to do it on the move, you're going to do all the manipulations. Uh, we believe to be a true a professional, whether you're getting paid or not, to be a professional shooter, gun handler, operator, whatever you want to call it, you have to do three facets. You have to be able to shoot the gun, you have to be able to feed it, you have to be able to fix it. And uh, if you can do all three of those things, we, we will give you a patch that calls you a professional. Whether you're a full-time officer or a military personnel or a civilian who just loves guns, yeah. That you got to put in a lot of work to get there. So it's open to civilians as well? Absolutely, 100%. Okay, so what's the website, where, where can people So go? it's going to be Libra Tactical, Libra Training and, yeah.
2: Tactical, uh, you cannot say that. Uh, he it said that earlier, I told him I was going it. to fire him. So uh,
5: Libra Training and Consulting, uh, my buddy's standing up the website as we speak. Oh. Uh, so if it's not up right now, it'll be up soon. Yeah, we'll have schedules up, and uh, we're looking for ranges to host. We're looking for, okay. you know, again civilian uh, training. I've got a uh,
0: one out of Nashville that I'm going to introduce you to. Roll Range. Awesome. We need to get you at Roll Range. Appreciate that. I think this it's is something they like definitely. Yep. yep. Love Nashville. Love me some Tennessee. Love yeah. you, little Nashville, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> get some hot chicken. <laughs> I was at, we were at a restaurant last night, and they had hot chicken on the menu, and I just refused to eat it. it like, no way it could be. <laughs> it's Vegas.
5: Not yeah. as Good. They got a little bit of everything.
0: They do. It's very uh, eclectic here,
5: to say the least. So, what good stuff are you seeing? Because when I walked through Keltec coming over here, I got stopped like three times. And asked yeah. You so, see this. did you see that? So,
0: and, uh, I showed you the the. Do you still have it? Is it over yeah, there? It's uh, oh, a good. So the KSG four ten. So, you being the the master shotgunist <laughs> uh, that you are, let's get your uh, opinions on
5: the KSG four ten. So, the four ten is actually a great round. So, I don't know if many people know that you know, the shot stream is so much tighter than, than the other systems that you're shooting 10 or 12 gauge and and it just kind of spreads out real quick. The 410 stream is really tight compact and it goes a long way and actually packs a pretty good punch. Yeah. So I looked at this and I'm like, that is freaking cool. Because you know, like, uh, for instance, we, we go out and shoot these high-level three-gun matches, and they come out. If you have a piece of steel that doesn't fall down, you shot with your shotgun. They say uh, you're 12 gauge. They said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test it out. They pull out a 410 and shoot it, and it usually goes down faster than a crack
2: or. So <laughs> it just shows you it's got a good punch
5: to it. Uh, so when I when I saw this, I'm like, damn, you could you could keep your uh, your yard free of vermin. You could go out and do some 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 fun stuff with this. Get this some duck hunting. You shoot hell yeah. Shoot clays with that thing. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty it. versatile. And as always, it feels really you know robust and compact and just yeah
0: a, a solid gun. i mean yeah. it's a bullpup yes no, it's, it's a bullpup
5: it is a cool design It is the
0: world's first 410 bullpup
5: yeah. oh that's, that's the, the sound yesterday. of freedom right there yeah <laughs> I, I like that yeah and look at it's dainty like you
4: <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have to put up with uh, uh, by the way i'll take two of these shotguns I love it. one
5: for
0: each hand oh, love yeah. 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 i love it yeah two I and
4: five guy.
6: seven as well i know a guy so
5: the 5.7, Let me ask you about how'd that come up with the the, the actual rifle version? And what kind of velocities
6: are you getting with that? I we have no idea. I have no idea. In fact, I just saw this thing for the first time yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had one in our office, but it was, um, as a as fo- a marketing gun, photos, you know, videos and stuff. But we haven't. I the first time I fired it was yesterday. Nice. Yeah, and how'd so, it feel? It's uh, it's a kitten. It's just so soft shooting. Um, feels like you're shooting a twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't sound like it at 100 yards when you're hitting the hostage swinger. You know, it's it hits pretty hard. I was, I was pretty, pretty it's pleased a, it, with It's it, yeah. a fun round. Very versatile. It really is. Did you yeah. throw a can on it as well? We did, yeah. That's uh, Super quiet. So, yeah, we got a can. It's a Banshee from... Um, Marty, what's that suppressor company again? Uh, it's
0: right there on his badge.
6: Oh, is it? Huxworks? No, is that... No, no, no. The the can that we had on the P50 or the oh, R50.
0: The R50. You had the... Um, a Banshee. Oh, the, the Silencer Central.
5: Yeah, Banshee. Silencer Central. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, So super quiet. Should have put um, a hook's
5: work, but that's okay. Yeah. So let me ask you, the uh, 50, is that because of the capacity? It is, yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah. awesome. Well, think about this, folks. You can have a 5.7 with a rifle's rifle stock or a pistol, and it's going to hold 50 rounds. Now, what couldn't you accomplish with that? <laughs>
6: All right. I don't know. I can't uh, think of I don't anything. know. I mean, uh-huh. home
5: defense. Uh, whatever you're going to do, that's. Yeah. That. Is anybody
0: using that round in a competition?
6: No, not that I know of. No, I don't believe so.
0: Because it's a pistol.
6: What a great! That you know, the the R50 would be great for. Um, uh, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, the little animals that pop up and down. Oh, um, gophers. Prairie, yeah. No. Uh, prairie dogs. Prairie dog hunting. That'd be that'd be a blast. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I bet the uh, 410 would be good for that. Can you get
5: close Maybe. enough? I don't
6: know. I've never been prayer dog 100 but I get to the feeling yards, kind
0: of, Right? You
5: know, 410 out of 100, 100 yards, no yeah. problem. Probably so. They're making slugs for those too, right?
6: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have the slugs too, yeah. Yeah, we're talking know. about. I, I feel like a semi auto is best for that because, I mean, it, it's like a slaughterhouse out there. Evan was, went
0: to you post up Aguila. You just,
6: is that what it is? Aguila? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Evan went over there and asked him, you know, we oh, did were he? like, yeah, do yeah. they make a short 410 round? They're like, they we do a 20 gauge now, but we are working on a 410. A 410
6: mini shell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'd be, That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I wonder
0: how many of those you could get in there.
6: I don't know. I mean, the thing already shoots like a 22 or uh, actually it shoots like a 9 mil carbine, basically.
5: What's the so, yeah. capacity on a KSG? It's 5 and 5,
6: five and five, um, 6 and 6 or 7 and 7, depending on size. Plus 1. Yeah, plus 1. Nice. Yeah going to awesome. get that plus one in there. Oh, you gotta yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, some not not all the shells are the same length, and even just a you know that that tiny little roll at the end can can shorten you by one one shell. So that's why it's five through seven.
0: Yeah, with the KSG on those those short ones, how many can you get in that?
6: And that's that's each tube, by the way. So seven yeah. each tube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah.
0: fifteen rounds yeah, max
6: you can yeah. get right now. Uh, what was the question? Sorry. The KSG
0: um, standard twelve gauge. If you put those those, those oh the shorty, mini shells the yeah shells. The
6: standard KSG is twenty four I think you can fit in there yeah the and then you've got
0: the, the stormtrooper one what uh,
6: well yeah the the you KS, get like fifty the KSG twenty five holds like forty seven <laughs> mini shells or something. it's, it's ridiculous <laughs>
0: yeah can you imagine forty seven rounds of twelve gauge the funny okay. thing about oh, that geez. the
6: twenty five is you look at it and you think <laughs> wow that <laughs> thing looks so long but it's actually half inch shorter than most tactical shotguns right. on the market yeah absolutely it's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's a very cool design. It is. It is. So, um, what's up next for Keith Garcia competition-wise?
5: Uh, Mystery Mountain, Arizona, in March. Then we're yes. going to go to Texas
0: for a Texas
5: Multigun in uh, May. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's always a good time. The uh, Arizona and Texas are great places to go meet people who are like-minded and uh, and enjoy shooting and just Absolutely. conservative values. So I love it.
6: Yeah, that Mystery Mountain match is a blast, too. Don't they usually have a pretty
5: good prize table there, too? Oh, yeah,
6: absolutely. Yeah, uh, one of
5: the best. One of the best, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so when when are we going to be able to get you into an AK? Get you oh, into yeah. AK competition shooting.
5: Okay, so I I I, I dipped uh, my toe in the water. Okay, uh, Lee Armory out there in uh, in Arizona, they had a one on the price table at Mystery Mountain two years ago, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hey, if you pick that up, we will we'll race it out for you, and uh, and and you can shoot a match. We'll have you out to shoot a match." So I went and shot the. Uh, the AK match at, at Rio Salado uh, mm-hmm. this past—I uh, think that was October—and it was a kick in the pants. Those, those guns are fun to shoot, and, absolutely uh, fun. And yeah. the, the people who were out there with you know at the match—I the, mean, very eclectic group, top to bottom. You had people dressing up, and uh, you
0: talk about people who get into you know that rifle. Those was people. it the
6: what chambering? Which chambering was uh, it? Mine was 7.62. 7.62. 6, 7, 6, 6, but three nine, yeah, baby, That's yeah. the way to go. Yeah,
5: and that you know, so then I saw a bunch of the gamey guys shooting the, uh, the uh, basically the two-two-three versions, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, wow, that's uh, that's really raced out too. Five-four-fives, so yeah. There's yeah. a lot of options. Uh, yeah, the glill and stuff. They those guys, the, the guys who were uh, really like you know trying to get to the edge of you know competition, yeah. uh, they they were shooting some of the the, the, the lighter chambered guns, but that Mike runs so good, I was like, "Have I don't you
0: checked know. out the shotguns, the Sagas?" The we both out.
5: get picked. He picked up a Dissident.
0: Dissident um, and Mike, man, I love those he, guys.
5: Yeah. Uh, so for about two years, he kept punking me, being like, "Look, I can load all these rounds," and he and <laughs> he I'm trying t- to stuff in two at a time, and, <laughs> and he's he, he, he's putting a 24 round drum in, and it's just what is your saying about dots and, and shotguns with drums?
4: You have to embrace technology. Yeah. <laughs> You got to teach an old dog new tricks, and I gave him a lot of bad time. You got to shoot red dots. Got to shoot
2: magazine. But red we shotguns. trained
6: so hard to grab four shells and shove them in as fast <laughs> as we can right. because <laughs> it looks cool.
5: Right. It, it does actually look pretty sexy. It does but look cool. When uh, when I when I tried his disc, and I'm like, oh, I got to have one of these. So right. I, I got with those guys and got a gun, and uh, it those they're fun to shoot. And it's actually cheating when you're shooting slugs now, because with any uh, you know normal tactical shotgun, it's kind of voodoo from one shot to the next mm-hmm. where they're going to land. And you could go to one match and you're dead on, and the next match you're you know five inches left and three inches high, and yeah. then it gets worse, and then it goes the other way. It depends on the heat, and the every, you know, the every yep. gravity, the rotation of the earth. It's <laughs> all it's all voodoo. But with this, put a red dot on it, and out to 100 yards, it's like a clover leaf. So oh yeah, it's money. It's so much, so much
0: fun. Nice. It really is. Yeah, so I look forward to seeing you more of at these competitions. AK k competitions like Clash Bash. Right. So Red this year, October. i sure
5: I think I'm going to do all Clash three, three big ones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cuz I heard the the one in Texas, that uh, Clash Bash is a
0: Clash clip. Bash is is a hoot. Red October is a hoot. And then uh up in um, where's where's Ken Allen? I always forget. He's up east. New Hampshire, I think. Um, That's nice. Clash tober that he nice. runs up there. So this is kind of the first one and then the other one's fall suit, but uh, all great uh, competitions. If you get an opportunity. Speaking of competition, going There's back to more Lib- and more popping
6: up. Libra training, not tactical. Libra training, um, not liberal. Not, li- not li- liberal. <laughs> Libra. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna have uh, classes that focus on um, law enforcement? Focus on military? Focus on competition specifically? Absolutely. So you, okay. Awesome. Absolutely. So yeah. we'll
5: offer three gun and two gun competition courses. We'll awesome. we offer uh, tactical rifle 2 day tactical pistol 2 day and tactical 2 gun so you're actually nice. shooting your your you know your 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 Deployment rig okay. that a lot of guys are carrying, right. and that's yeah. what that's what our initial class was. But yeah, so the competition stuff, I've been doing that for a long time, teaching yeah. classes for a long time. So that's like in my I'm sleepwalking.
6: You know, yeah, I, can, I didn't I didn't know if you were rolling away from that. No, nope, okay. not at all. No, I, I embrace awesome. it because
5: again, I think it adds. And you're going to see most of the the best guys in law enforcement, military. They who are shooters, mm-hmm. they've have dipped their toes or they've gone full bolt just uh-huh. to get better. 100. percent Yeah. And and I embrace it. I, there, it's not. It makes you safer. It makes you more confident. Because you know, if you can shoot fast and accurately, you you have more time. Mm-hmm. You have rather than stressing out because somebody's doing something and reacting and not responding, you have more time to decide what to do. Yeah. So,
6: so, being a civilian, I, um, the competition world obviously love that, and I definitely want to come take a competition class. But that's sort of my only wheelhouse. You know, I've never been in law enforcement, never been in the military, but I would like to take a class in, um, to just learn t- like law enforcement tactics because I think even a civilian uh, in a bad situation can learn uh, a great deal from that, you know, knowing like how, you know, how does, how does the local law enforcement respond Clear to this terrible situation? Right. Yeah. So I think that's, that's also really important. To, so, to have.
5: It, the, so kind of dovetailing on that, we were at a range in Texas, it's called the Ranch. It's about an hour south of uh, San Antonio. And it's a unique name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ranch in Texas. Well, uh, Chad Timothy there has a 11,000 square foot shoot house. I've never seen anything like as it. in Timmy triggers. No, no, nope, nope. oh. just uh, spelled similar but not the same. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's crazy big, and it would take like ten SWAT teams a week to clear it, you know, and get it coming in and out of there. But <laughs> it, he's offering a lot of different stuff there, and I think it's it'd be great, to, you know, and and. and Going in and clearing rooms—it's not natural. You have to be shown how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing natural about it. Back when I was doing SWAT stuff, we bring guys into the initial SWAT school, and we have to tell you how to do it. We have to show you how to do it. We have to rep you on this because it's not—it's not common sense. Every step
6: yeah. is problem solving. Literally Correct. every step and you take. one yeah.
0: person versus you know two—you know two people versus three people—it's all different.
6: And it's not is. like it is in the movies. Nope. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, it is not.
5: And uh, so that's something to, to to think about if you're if you're a civilian and you want to dip your toe in something like that. There are places who, and, and Chad's one of the very unique places. The ranch is very unique because they're going to allow civilians to come in and do that stuff.
0: Oh, sweet! That's very cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. That's a lot awesome. of places won't allow that. Um, so, is it just the two of you right now, or do you have other instructors? Are you are you looking to hire people? Or right
5: now, no. Right now, I want the
0: quality control is going to be. I'm going to be on the ranch oh, for sure. every
5: class. Sorry. And uh, it, you know, we're going to make sure. Don't worry, he gets hit by stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't even flinch. Shooting rubber man. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No, laughs> very, very used to it. Uh, things get right now it's going to be hands on, 100%. We're going to show you what we know firsthand before anybody else does it. So I'm looking forward to doing that because it's going to be uh, it's a good experience. When you see people, the light goes on and people are like, i never even thought about that or they thought about it and discounted it and then they tried it and they see it works better than what they were doing yeah and because i keep telling these guys i'm like hey what do you think is going to happen here when you do this and they're like well this is going to happen i go well you don't know till you know so let's try it and sure enough on half the techniques they're like oh that is faster oh that is better it is more efficient than what they were doing Mm -hmm. and i'm and there's no knocking what people were doing it's just if you haven't been shown things if you haven't tried things you got to keep an open mind
0: and are you guys more geared toward the um experienced shooter or are you taking the, the new gun owners because you know those are the people that really need the training right I would love to because
5: teaching new gun owners teaching females especially to actually listen and uh, yeah. you know I, I have this saying about men with guns uh, or men, because men have uh can I, can I can I be straight on this? You, yeah, you can. <laughs> so so There's no uh, filters on uh, this show, right. brother. So because men have dicks, they think they can drive, shoot, have sex, and uh, and uh, and fight. Right? Yeah, know how and to right do it automatically. Yeah, and and honest which is woman, all true. By a, the way, and a, an honest woman will, <laughs> will discount about four of those four <laughs> right away. Uh, so what we like to do is bring people in and, and and not a demeaning way, in a very you know positive way. Say, hey, this is the way we do it. We're not going to discount what you do, but we're going to show you what we do, and we're comp- it to what you do yeah. and if you find stuff that, that we do is better then uh, why not we why not you know try it and uh, be more efficient be more right. effective uh, whether you're fighting with a gun or going to a competition delivering accurate effective you know uh, shots on target as fast as you can do it uh, is the goal yeah right? and that's the goal yeah,
6: yeah and you know the most e- the the most experienced um, trainers that I've ever you know sat under or taken classes with they go get training from someone else. You know, they're, they're constantly trying to push that envelope, find out new ideas, because it's not all, it's not. there's no textbook, you know, to tell you about all these situations. And so, like, you know, Keith, you guys, when you come up with uh, certain things that maybe people didn't think about or a different way to do it. There's yeah, no a, one perfect way good, to do something. Yeah, a good instructor will, will go to a class and learn something.
5: Now, that case in point, I went to uh, Modern Samurai Projects, a class I enrolled and went to a class last week. Very d- nice. There's a two-day red dot because I'm old and I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I spent 29 years on red sights. Or, I'm sorry, iron sights, and then I, 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 I'm into this red dot thing now, and I want to know what people know, and went and had a great time. Uh, Scott's a great guy. Is his, his assistant to Hunter. They uh, they put on a really good course. Awesome. I came away with some stuff. In fact, Hunter then came out and took the course that we did last weekend uh, to see what we had to offer. Sure. So we we had a a really good time. I, I enjoyed their class, and they do a great job, and they're you know there's a reason why they're very popular. Uh, but yeah, you, as long as you can pick up something from uh, training, then you're you're way ahead of the game. That yeah.
6: transfer of information is, is vital. It's imp- so important. You know, you can't just like go buy a gun and sit on the couch and assume you know how to use it. You know, like you're saying, the new shooter. But that also goes for super experienced shooters. You know, like always learn. Absolutely, yeah. always learn. Yeah.
0: Never be content. Yep. I think Very it's a,
4: good, it's a great point. Uh, I could say Keith and I. We've been doing training courses. Uh, about two schools a year times 25 years, you're always a student. So you always have to go out and learn new things. And we do a lot of picking apart things at the range, even things that we believe. And let's prove them or disprove them and go with a better product.
6: There you you go. Speaking
0: of students, we're going to have Paul Markle, student of the gun, join us here shortly. Sweet. You familiar with Paul? Paul? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good dude. Maybe uh, he'll show up before you leave. But uh, One more time, give your upcoming website and social medias if you've got them, how they can get in touch with you. So, uh, Libra Training Consulting, we're on
5: Instagram. Uh, Keith Garcia, 3Gun, is on Instagram. And uh, the email address, Libra Training and Tactical, Libra Training and Consulting at gmail.com. Uh, If you're interested in hosting a class, uh, interested if you got a range, uh, taking a class, shoot me an email. The website will be up soon, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. We have fun when we train. Uh, My gay jokes weren't going over great in Texas, but we we, we'll adjust. We'll adjust to the crowd.
6: There you go. See, that's great because of the new shooter. There's there's uh, less of an intimidation factor, right? So if they're going out there and they're having a, a, a good time and you're marketing as such, like, come out, have fun and learn something valuable out of that, uh, that's great because most people see tactical training or whatever, and, and they're scared by that, you know? Maybe they're they don't have all the proper gear yeah. or whatever, you know, or maybe they're not confident enough in their weapon system or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
5: Absolutely, yeah. So we, you know, we want to you know, all, all the different groups because uh, you know, they're the training with we don't want to keep our knowledge in-house. We want to spread the word. So we'll, awesome. we'll put a lot of these videos up on Instagram, on Facebook and stuff, so people can see the, see what we're doing mm-hmm. and uh, compare it to what they're doing. If they want to you know, get training from the source,
0: we'll have that out there too. There you go. There, there it is from the Silver Fox himself, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Keith Garcia, It's always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you for the
5: KSG9. I, I put it in my bag. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's all Chad. Yeah, that, that's all Chad.
0: <laughs> you thank Chad for that. Ed, it's a pleasure meeting you, sir. Look Great. forward to having you guys on uh, future episodes, seeing how the training's going Great. as you guys are uh, innovating and improving the, the training world. As always, I'm a big fan, so thank you for having us on. Absolutely. Thank Anytime. you very much. More coming from Caltech, the official lead quarters here at the 2023 SHOT Show.
6: Got it right, nice. I slowed down.
0: <laughs> 2023.
8: All right. Hey, lead heads, White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio based, non toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre saturated bore specific patches called seal skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. There's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the Seal One CLP Plus. You'll see how easy it spreads around. You'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes. Then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. We're gonna pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings, so I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal one CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal 1 CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal 1 CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal 1 CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one-and-done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and Done. Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code LEADHEAD for a 25% off discount.
0: Well, I need your name tag so I can. Oh, okay. You can just put it right here.
7: All right. My name is Alicia.
0: And you're limber, too.
7: Oh, yeah. So we get. Alicia? Alicia, yes.
0: Alicia. See, I would say Alicia. Right yes. There. And it's not. Because I'm from Tennessee.
7: Well, you're Ooh. the only 10 I see. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha!
0: Look at you! you. <laughs> How like
7: many times have you heard that one? Never. Really?
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> well, not for me. But <laughs> <all
7: right. laughs> okay. <laughs> I
0: might have used it a couple of times. Awesome! Yeah. <laughs>
7: this is cool. Well, thanks. I'm excited.
0: Welcome to the Lead Quarters. I appreciate it. This is the uh, the the Caltech Lead Quarters. They are hosting the Talking Lead Podcast here at the 2023 Shot Show, Day Four,
7: Woo-hoo.
0: final day. And if you'd like to put your headphones on, okay,
7: cool. You're gonna have to. You don't have to. Stuff. I don't know how to do any of this shit. No, no. you're
0: fine. You're fine. Yeah, it's that. just up to you. You'll be able to, to hear yourself talk better.
7: This is dope.
0: Yeah, so it's directional, so you got to get close to it. Oh, hey. You see how you sound? Oh. That's where we need you.
2: Mic check, one, two, one, two.
0: So joining me today is a little bundle of energy. <laughs> we have Alicia Garcia and Alicia... Tell our Leadhead Brigade about yourself, who you are, and who you're with.
7: All right. Uh, my name is Alicia Garcia. I'm Alicia. I said Alicia. Alicia, didn't you? Yes, you just
0: told me what your name was, <laughs> and I okay. just jacked it up.
7: Uh, my name is Alicia. I'm from Colorado. I have a company called The Boomstick Babe. I also have a company called The Highest Caliber. Uh, essentially, I'm just a Second Amendment advocate, firearms instructor. I'm an RSO. I'm working on my gunsmithing certificate uh, just to be a little bit more fluent in gun anatomy and yeah. repair. But um, essentially Just for your own
0: personal knowledge, right? Well And then you can yes teach it Yes and no
7: Well, yes um, I, I really got into the gun industry about seven years ago When my, my father passed away uh, When he passed away My uncle, his brother Came in the home And pretty much took all of our guns oh. Took all of our family's guns I was really upset so about it So he stole it. them Yeah um i had no um help from law enforcement no help from attorneys anybody nobody could tell me anything everybody was you know pointing which way or the other yeah and so i said well i guess i'm gonna just have to stay on this journey on my own my dad was my shooting buddy so i went out started buying my own guns started doing these things alone and i was encountering so many issues with just shopping for a gun i was getting you know told this that and the other that was not really good information it was all marketing information or all bias information like oh you're a woman this is what you're going to want let me mm. think for you not help you how to think and let me put guns in your hand that really weren't conducive to my lifestyle or skill set and then it made me just realize like if i'm having this issue think of how many other women are having this issue and right. you know just brought to light to me what a shield my father had been for me in all of these things because he pretty much kept yeah. me now, how old were you
0: when stuff. he when he passed away
7: uh it was almost eight years ago so i was in my uh early 30s okay early 30s yeah so um so I did you grow really,
0: up shooting with your father
7: oh absolutely I'm, I'm from southern colorado i mean i shoot i i grew up with guns in my hand i got my first rifle when i was eight yeah uh got my first little like uh ruger mark 4 22 little plinker when i was right. like seven started really and getting your into uncle it. took all those he took everything They took all of our shotguns, everything. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, stay on this journey because it was something I loved. Did he just disappear when he did this? No, he's very much around. He's just, you know, I think he thinks he's, who knows he felt
0: entitled to them, I guess? You know. Because it was his brother, maybe? I don't
5: know.
7: It is what it is. But, you know, I just just stepped with, I kept with the journey. So I was like, well, started seeing all the problems. And I said, well, if I can't be part of the solution, then I'm part of the problem so yep. i need to start helping people like me so i established my company the boomstick babe
0: boomstick babe i love that
7: my dad used to call me that
0: oh yeah yeah he'd be like so "Here comes my nickname? little
7: boomstick baby <laughs> with her little boomstick you know <laughs> so it just kind of stuck and it was kind of an you know a, a tribute to my dad because he was the inspiration for me getting started yeah. in the first place so um i just started instructing getting my instructor certificate instructing women just instructing people I teach anyone from eight years old to I think my oldest student has been in her late 80s okay so I teach anyone under the age of 18 for free because I just feel like gun safety is an essential component to raising educated and safe kids yeah and kids shouldn't have to worry about paying for education it should be provided to them
0: well absolutely especially when it's related to this you know absolutely that is said You think that the parents would be encouraging them and getting it? I Even mean, if it costs up too, I mean, they they should be doing it. But the fact that you're doing it free, there's no excuse why they wouldn't be bringing their children into exactly to have this done.
7: And you know, a lot of women that I meet that are getting into the gun industry or into gun ownership are coming from uh, an experience of trauma. You know, it, yeah. it's a, a something happened to break trust in either law enforcement, the legal system, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? It's time that I take ownership of my own safety in my own hands. And I'm to that point it's where it's sad like,
0: that sad that, that something like that has to happen for them to
2: realize that's that. That's the whole point. You is know, They're it, being reactive instead of proactive.
7: Exactly. It shouldn't come to it being on a negative connotation. It, I mean, this is American culture. I think people don't realize that guns truly shaped... Our, the world that we live in and America wouldn't be America if it wasn't for firearms. Exactly. So, I mean, it we wouldn't have of history. There it, would we, be exactly. no America. We, we really wouldn't. We would so, still be Britain. British. You'd still be British.
0: <laughs> We'd be having our tea right now. Oh,
7: and crumpets. And
0: crumpets. And we would have very nasty taste. <laughs> and
7: bad, horrible breath. <laughs> so, to me, it was just a way to maintain with the positivity and use that as a platform to help educate people. And it, in my mind, if there, there's women that I'm helping that you know, they're coming from an abusive background or they're coming from a stressful situation where they're having to change their whole life, I want to be able to have them have no excuses to how they can protect themselves. So if I have to work on a sliding scale financially to be like, okay, we're going to use most of this money to put towards an affordable, reliable, quality firearm for you, let's do that because I would rather them spend the money in proper education, proper training, and proper equipment.
0: Absolutely. So
7: that's... Good for you.
0: So, how long have you been doing this?
7: Uh, For about seven years, I've been really focusing on it. In the past two to three years, as a one hundred percent full-time job. So, you know, I started kind of, you know, behind the scenes, working other things, and doing. And you
0: do this in Colorado.
7: I do this in Colorado, but I'm working on taking it. uh, Taking it on the road. Yes, I'm looking to get a Class C or a Class A motorhome.
0: Oh, and nice. just start
7: hitting the road and traveling all the country.
0: You going to drive that yourself? You're oh, yeah. you're only like three feet tall, so four and
7: a half. Feet oompa
0: tall. loompa, <laughs> <laughs> the
7: tactical oompa loompa.
0: The tactical um, oompa loompa. But
7: yes, I to me, I think history is a beautiful thing, also, and I think one of the appeals that people like about me, as opposed to other people, is I'm just a civilian. I'm just a regular, average, everyday gal. You know, I'm not law enforcement. I'm not military. I don't have all this. You know, super official background i just decided to own my own safety and be my own first responder yeah and if i can be that for myself I can, how many more people can i inspire how many more people can i reach them so to me it's like let me show you why this is such a beautiful thing yeah with action rather than talking about it like let me just show you why i do what i do and yeah. it's really it's really been a beautiful journey
0: now where honestly. where in colorado do you have a, a range that you own or work at? Or I work at a doing? whole
7: bunch of different ranges. I essentially go to whatever range is closest to my student. Yeah. Um, when I first started really delving into uh, instruction, COVID hit. So yeah. I started just offering it to people in their homes. I said, I'll bring all my equipment. I'll bring everything we can. I'll teach you dry fire, teach you Grip, stance, focus, all that stuff. We'll go through the lesson plan. We'll certify you for concealed handgun permits in your home. Yeah. And then once we're done there, we can go to the range. I have a plethora of firearms, but anybody listening, I love free guns. (laughs) Um... Who that doesn't? way i can expose them to different platforms and styles put that in their hand give them a proper fitting and then when we get to the range we could ac- like bust some caps and they're more comfortable because they just had the instruction just in like
0: your shirt says bust yes. some caps
7: bust some caps is that
0: you're saying yes. is that what you're
7: known for well this is well i'm known for a lot of things I, <laughs> I don't know what which ones are good or bad but um yes essentially well this is one of my t-shirt designs so i also I have, like it. a second amendment Two a apparel line that i have and more of that's going to come out this year. Is there be a, a website deal. that you Yeah, you, you can go to my website, BoomstickBabe.com. You can go to my Instagram, at the Boomstick Babe. It's going to really, really blow up this year. There's so many things that are happening very, very fast already.
0: And I am going to the Grams as we speak.
7: At the I'm Boomstick gonna, Babe. That's me.
0: And I am going to find, at the Boomstick Babe.
7: Mm-hmm. Some people say broomstick cuz they think I'm a, a witch, but I'm okay um, with that too.
0: Boomstick. Let's see if you come up. The Boomstick babe. That is me. There you are. The Boomstick babe. Yes. Let me make Is that you? And that's me. Okay. All right. I to make sure I'm following the right the, the right person only. there. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's at Comfort Concealment?
7: No, that's a, one of my um, sponsors that I have. Oh, okay. So I have a whole bunch of different sponsors that I work with. That Okay. More, Is there more a link to your to
0: website on here?
7: Uh, No, there isn't. It's just www.boomstickbabe.com. we
0: are put a link to your website on there.
7: I did have it on there, but the other day I was actually featured in a article in my hometown. They wrote oh, nice. an article on me about... Um, Pinnacle people in the community—they're doing different things yeah. and helping the community, making
0: a difference in the community. Yeah. Yeah.
7: So they interviewed me. They did a whole article, and so I took my link from my website and put the link to my article there for a little bit for okay. people. to
0: You get know, a you bit put two. Exposure. You can do two links.
7: Oh, I had to. Okay. So,
0: it, so you already know all this. I'm preaching to the choir. It didn't okay. work very
7: well. So for some <laughs> for sometimes I think um, Instagram kind of shadow bands. Oh
0: people. no, they do. There's so is no kinda about don't it. Work. There's the way no kind of about it, yeah. It's
7: like, whoops, you're a gun person. Ooh, whoops. Yeah, Ooh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, one of those things. Yeah,
0: jerks. <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah, so that's what I do. Well, you're doing amazing
0: I'm... things, Alicia. Thank you. thank you. I appreciate what you were doing I for the 2A community. You guys, thank
7: you for even uh, putting a highlight on me. I feel now, really so special.
0: Now, one thing that we haven't talked about, I don't know if you want to focus on it or not, but uh, of your ethnic, ethnicity. Oh, yes.
7: Yes, so... I'm I'm Mexicana, I'm Chicana. I'm Hispanic. I'm Spanish. I'm all of those things. Latino. So, I'm Chicana. No. I, Chicana. I, I I call myself Chicana. Okay. Um, yeah, explain to
0: me the difference between. I would love to. Ch- Chicana so, and Latino.
7: So, if we look at a map, Spanish is European, right? It's in Europe. Right. If you look at Mexico. It's in North America. South America. America or North and South. Yeah,
0: yeah, or you want Middle America.
7: <laughs> and they're two different countries. Yes. Well, the Spanish conquered Mexico. So, when Mexican people that were more indigenous, like Aztecs, Mayans, all that stuff, their native language was not Spanish. So, technically, Spanish is the slave-conquered language of Mexico. People don't like to hear me when I say that.
0: But that... But it's true. History,
7: It is. So, I am a product. I'm a mestiza. I'm a product of Spanish and Mexican bloodlines, right? Yeah. And those things. Come on in so and join us. Come on in, buddy. What's Um... So, my family is five generations, Hispanic and Mexicano. So, my family is very, very Spanish, very Mexican, and that's who we are. But one of the constraints that I have found is that our community and our people don't really embrace gun ownership. It's a very, quote-unquote, democratic way of thinking. Because at some point, somewhere, someone in our families was an immigrant. Right? So... That being said, they come to America and they're given help, right? You get help from the Democrats or, you know, the government. Case, the government yeah. somehow. Yeah. And they become a loyalist. Like, oh, these people helped us. We're going to stay dedicated and we're going to stay right. loyal. We're going to follow
0: their, their, and we're going to follow blindly. And a yeah. lot of,
7: when it comes to like, you know, Latino, Mexicano, Chicano culture, it's always been work hard, don't draw attention to yourself you know, blend in because you don't want to draw attention to yourself. You want to assimilate, right? Yeah. So it becomes complacent at this point that all of our in my perspective, the histories of our people have lost the fight. You know they've become very complacent. They're not really into owning firearms, and I think they've also been really lied to. Also, that it's not for them; it's for American citizens. It's like, how long do we all have to have kids in America? Our kids are American citizens. We're raising them in American culture. Right. It's time for you to start embracing your American civil rights, and these are civil rights. Mm-hmm. And you see when people talk about abuse and people talk Our about Second
0: Amendment is natural <clears throat>
7: right. Absolutely, it's the God given right to stay alive. Yeah, because we are animals and we deserve to thrive and hunt and feed and procreate and live right but if we're not demonstrating this by example nobody's going to have that spark that curiosity that inclination to say you know what that's right we do have the right to do this and I want to inspire my people to be like, look, you can do this. You're absolutely entitled to it. This is not something that is like a driver's license. Like, oh, okay, no, this is something. If you're a natural born American citizen, if you're a person of, if you're a child if of God, if you're a human, if you get
0: It's just so happens that in our country, we had this Second Amendment thing that yes. was that was protecting us. That, uh, you know, but yeah. these other countries, it's just, it's preposterous what's happening to them
7: it is and i feel like you know right now the movement is changing and as i said earlier if i'm not part of the solution i'm part of the problem so yeah. to me how do i be proactive and how do i lead by example because i i have god godders i have nieces and nephews cousins i have family that look to me to be an example setter of what it means to be a strong independent woman so how am i going to prepare them for the chicano future? woman absolutely right so it's like this is how you get it done you know what i mean i can't be with you all the time
0: I love your energy. This is great. Oh, thank you. You you are amazing, Alicia. Thank you. The tactical oompa 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 loompa, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. So you 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 had a friend join us here. Introduce your friend that has joined us. This
7: is my brother from another mother. This is my heart and soul over here. His name is Michael Waller. He is the poster boy for why self-defense is essential.
0: (laughs) Michael, welcome (laughs) into the podcast, brother.
9: Well, she introduced me pretty good. Uh, <laughs> my name is Mike Waller, owner of MJ's Firearms Protect One, uh, LLC. Um, self-defense yeah, survivor, you know, two times now, past three years. Also, um, official partner of USCCA. Um, yeah. Survivor
0: of, say it again? Self-defense. Self-defense. Yeah. So you've been involved in someone coming in, mass shooter, 2 uh, yeah. Situations. Talk yeah. about that.
9: First one in 2019, I uh, actually had um, my good friend who's right next to me, too, Devin Devin, Devin, yeah. Devin is joining us
0: again, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's, he's my new co-host.
9: Yeah. Owner of Kids, uh, Kids the Kings.
0: There. There
9: you go. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you're yeah. fine. Uh, owner of Kids the Kings. Uh, you shout out to... Uh, Talk America Kids Kings all of them But yeah So he was with me In 2019 I was leaving A, a training event uh, That was held In St. Louis Missouri uh, By Kevin Dixie it's called No yeah. Other Choice a uh, no Training Learning Industry Event uh, yeah. That was in 2019 uh, We got back Probably What was that? 432 Yeah Cause yeah.
10: you call me Every year at 432 On the same day Yep yeah. <laughs> 430, <yeah>, 432
9: <laughs> It was at 333 in the afternoon I was walking With my 5 year old son uh, Where a guy Jumped out You know threatening me, pulling, uh, throwing up gang signs, uh, broad daylight.
2: Where was this at? What's in city? Chicago. In Chicago. Illinois. Okay.
9: Yep. 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 It was towards like South, right by the, uh, big County jail, but okay. it happened on 25th in uh, California. Guy pulls out a gun. Uh, you know, then shield my five-year-old son, Mike Waller Jr. Uh, pulled out my firearm. He shoot, he starts to fire at me. I return fire, hitting him twice, once in the body, once in the head. He died on the scene, uh, Shortly after that, USCCA reached out to me and um, put me in like in a few of their magazines and things like that, and I just came like a family member, you know. With <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm is, no summarizing water. this. I'm sure this I'm like he's death.
10: summarizing this story terribly.
0: Well, I'm trying uh, to. Uh, you, do you want to tell it for him? Yes. yes Come on, Devin. So, Devin's so, a great
9: storyteller. He is. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good at that. Like, cause sometimes like, I got try to be humble. And I don't like to. Nah, know, no, no, no. I, I got you. That's
10: I why hate I said the I'm humble. way. I, I, That's what I, we have done. I don't do think, think we've ever got to tell this story together. No. But, no. So we now you get both views. So well, there we go. <laughs> before this,
0: you get the humble view, and then we get the truth here.
2: Yeah.
7: yeah. I've already heard this story. I'm really curious.
10: Before we even got to the training uh, training event, we stopped at the same spot three days before, sitting in the exact same parking spot. Sure he goes that. in the house to just pack up and get some stuff i'm sitting in the car and i just get a very strange eerie feeling to the point where i called one of my friends and told him about it he was like everything's cool i was like yeah mike's on his way out blah blah blah, blah. we leave fast forward we go through three days of pistol training gun training all of that right we get back we're in the exact same parking spot right? really? really i mean the, the, same exact rental, exact the same rental car in every spot same rental, same everything yep. deja vu yeah. yeah i mean it was crazy so Funny he, he's going in the house just to make sure everything's cool before I can come in the house because his woman was there. And as he peels the corner, and he's, he, that's where his part of the story kicks in, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the car, and then I just hear the gunshots go off, and I'm like, oh, snap, we're not at training anymore. This is real life. So I get up to go around the corner. I see him, and he's coming to me with the kid. I take the kid, throw him in the back car, pile everything on top. What I wanted to highlight, though, was he didn't just save his kid's life that day. That dude that was just standing in the alley randomly with a gun, he was going to hit somebody. Somebody was yeah. going to
0: be his target. That's yeah. why
10: I, I call him. It's funny that his name is Michael because Michael is the archangel in the Bible. That's right. And I call him a literal archangel because he's yeah. saving lives that he doesn't even know about. It, whether it was me because I didn't have a gun because I was following the Chicago laws, I will never do that again. Or it was somebody else that could have randomly encountered that person, Mike was the one that stopped that. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing that I always like to highlight is that one, Chicago gun control did not work. Two, nope. an armed black young man definitely The
0: Second that. Amendment did work.
10: Second Amendment yes. did work. Gun control definitely, does not yeah. work. Yeah. Sure don't.
7: So, and um, training worked because I still have a Prior to that,
0: yeah, Michael, um, so you, you had a firearm. Obviously, yeah. you knew how to use it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What kind of training did you have up to that point?
9: Well, I started in a gun industry when I was 18 years old. I worked for a gun company called Civilian Force Arms. Uh, it was a veteran-owned company. We trained often yeah uh, with all different type of weapons you know ar-15s ak-47s and handguns ak and baby etc yes. yeah so i love my AKs. I've, I've been familiar with guns for a long, time, a long time right now. for a very long time and did a lot of training you know prior to that first shooting so mm-hmm. coming from training learning industry event it was it really helped me because i was like fresh like we fired like three thousand rounds there. Yeah, like it was it was. So dope. it was it was all
0: muscle memory
9: and training yeah. that kicked in when that happened. Yeah, when that this guy, guy he, jumps out. Yeah, he ran into I think the the worst guy. He literally <laughs> <ran> to <into laughs> Chicago <laughs> at that time. When, when
10: you say like the worst decision, that was, was, he made the worst. worst that was decision. that oh, was pretty, But I would right. say that was that was God. God made that decision. He was like, yeah. mm, you got to get up out of here. Yeah. Let's do it the
2: right way. There's
10: Let's
0: we'll make no a good story out of this. Yeah, make somebody a hero out of this.
9: That that was. That was a really unfortunate bad day for him but i'm just grateful i'm still here My how many years ago was this this was uh four years ago 2019 so, so yeah so recent. Recent. Pre- yeah, yeah. recent pretty recent pretty damn recent recent yeah
0: now 100%. you said there were two
9: <laughs> yeah yep yep uh after that um i got heavily involved into like the you know firearm training i ended up buying uh, a range out in tennessee so what? protect one what? Yep, yep 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 i live in tennessee Remember, the one that in i was park. telling
10: you about earlier that's it
9: oh Okay. Yep, Where yep. what, what city? far east. So it's by like it's in the middle of Knoxville and Gallinsburg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Far, far east Tennessee. It's yeah, like I love it up there. there. I mean off the Did you did you move there now? You live there? Not yet. No, no, okay. no. I, I want to eventually, but um a few uh some life changes. Some things right? so gotta yeah. happen, I understand. So yeah, understand? it's just not the right time. But eventually. Um How but, long have
0: you owned this range?
9: A year and a half. What's it called? Protect one.
0: Oh, protect one, okay. Protect one. It is in it's active, up and going there this year in uh, this year.
9: the Knoxville area. This year it'll be uh, active. I'll be doing training full time. So I would love to come up there when you do the grand opening. You're more than welcome. I'll I do a here. machine gun shoot every single year. Come on out, it's free. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Come on out. Uh,
0: I love free freedom seats. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Yep.
7: That's how Se- you lure me into anything. You right. tell me there's free ammo and free guns. Yeah, right. we coming. <laughs> I mean, like what time? Yeah, we 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 we, we coming.
9: <laughs> Uh, second shooting, uh, which was pretty recent. It was April 30th uh, of 2022. I was inside of a bar in uh, Frankfurt, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I was with a, a good friend of mine, too, Alex. Uh, we it's about. I got there about 12 o'clock. It's over. it's, it's say South it's noon-ish? Yeah. No, no, 12 o'clock. Like okay, 12 a.m. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, 12 a.m. Okay. You did gonna, say bar, right? Okay. <laughs> no. Nah. Did you say R- bar? Ryan's Pub. But pub, yeah, it's, it, a pub. Okay. it's a pub. It's a pub, but uh, they do serve alcohol There is there. a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. But uh, got there about 12 o'clock, stayed there. I was only going to stay for an hour. We hanged out for a little bit. He works in the gun industry with me, so we got, you know, our minds are just racing, talking about guns and things oh, yeah. like that. So you guys that, already primed. Yeah, yeah, that 12 o'clock turned into a closing time, and closing time was at 3. So got close to the closing time. We noticed it was about 30 people in there when I got there, and then, Naturally, you know, gets closer. Yeah, people just start people leave. start leaving out. We were the last ones in a bar. It was six of us total. There was two guys, Well, technically seven. There was two guys on the back porch, and then there was uh, four people inside: two bartenders, a male and a female, me, and then Alex. Three Situ-
0: Situational awareness here too.
9: Yeah oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I'm always watching. I'm just naturally like that. Like anyone who knows me knows that's just how Michael carries himself. That's how he is. And closing time came in. The uh, you know came and then the. Yeah, guys, they came. It was two of them, uh, mask, gumming, uh, all black, ski masks, uh, African-American. They walked in, asked Mike, the bartender, was like, hey, can I uh, can I get a drink? He was like, no, nah, man, I'm sorry I called In the mask day. they yeah. did this? Yeah, in the mask. And he didn't know what was up? <laughs> no, 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 no. We all sensed there was something wrong. We sensed there was something wrong. I felt that energy, especially yeah. me. I just knew it. But like, they COVID definitely over, guys. Why are they wearing yeah. A mask? Yeah, it was crazy. I definitely sensed something was wrong moment they they came in there they asked for those drinks mike said no we called last call about 40 minutes ago i looked at my boy alex just gave him that nod like hey man something something sketchy here you know we started getting at the ready yeah, yeah yeah getting at the ready and i looked at him and i was like you know give him a nod you got a gun and he shook his head no and i had an M&P shield single stack eight plus one um on me, and I had a spare magazine in my pocket that had seven rounds, and a flashlight too. Oh, I always carry flashlight. Oh yeah, yeah, had, EDC baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, that was my that's my backup gun, but I had that gun on me that day. And when those guys they started talking some more, asking for uh, some more drinks, Mike said no, you know we don't have any, you know we're not serving no more alcohol. I ended up they I could tell they started to get agitated, so I had offered my own drink to him. I wasn't drinking because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have any alcohol that night, but ended up offering my drink to him. They didn't say anything to me. I noticed I was pretty sketchy too then they just They're started focusing yeah, on I, this yeah, guy. Yeah, I can kind of tell because they were looking around. I just sensed something was really, really wrong. The guy starts to get frustrated. The more he pulls his hand out of his pocket, he got on latex gloves. Mm. The moment I saw latex gloves, I just i, knew what it was. I unholstered my gun. I had it at a little ready underneath the bar. Um, so the moment those guys started, you know, they started walking around the bar because they, they asked, can they use the bathroom? And Mike didn't say anything. Case are out to
0: see who else is there. Right? Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. I know. I noticed this, so I you know, I offered. I was like, yeah, you can go use the bathroom. He starts to walk around the bar. I put my gun back up because I didn't want him to come to the bathroom right behind me. I didn't want him to come around and see me just holding the gun. Right. The moment he came all the, almost all the way around the bar, he pulls out a gun, both of them. Guns came. Like, like off, like off the Damn. Way, just guns blazing. And they just they, they jumped across the counter. Well, one guy jumped across the counter. Other guy came close towards us. They got guns pointed at all of us, telling you know, threatening us, telling look, you don't you don't comply, we well, almost shoot you guys. Yeah. Give you all the money. Put all you guys' belongings and everything like that on the bar. We just started, you know, putting all of our belongings yeah, yeah. in. yeah, yeah. It's not I don't it's not worth it. They can have exactly. you know, can so Take something. it. Yeah, that's not. I don't even think that's worth really worth uh, taking someone's life. But I was like, that's fine. You can have it. They, we put all our stuff on the bar. The guy, they were just, again, just being. Distracted. They wanted more. Yeah, they enough. wanted more. They just didn't want enough. Yeah, it just wasn't enough. They, they were waiting they, for somebody. They, to, yeah, they asked Mike. They were like, "Hey, can you go in the back and get more money? The money in the cash register is not enough." Mike, you know, responding like, "Look, man, we made last call. You know, we, we just did a drop off about like right. right no money coming in. There's no more money. And this guy was pissed. Like he's, you know, still he's third. He's like, "Look, y'all are playing with me. I'm gonna start killing you guys." you know keep your hands where I can see him he starts to pat everybody down uh-uh. The moment he gets towards me uh you know i had my keys in my uh, back pocket i took them out and i dropped them on the floor purposely in front of him cuz yeah. i wanted him to reach for them and i was going to actually go for my gun but at that time just by having you know just being trained with firearms, having a having a proper mindset and skill set behind a gun, I I noticed them. I was like, look, I can't get a shot on him right here because I have another it's bad guy. It's not a safe
0: shot. Now. Yeah,
9: I have another bad guy that's over there, closer towards the uh, register. Which now they're they're in two different you know, parts spread out. The bar. They're spread yeah. out, and they're they're really close to the female bartender. Mm. and I have the other the other bad guy who's close towards me and Alex so I was like if I get a shot on him I got to transition then hit this guy I figured that was gonna be really hard like I didn't want to pull out some John because yeah, he's gonna
0: have bar. time to either grab the girl exactly or yeah or exactly get some just, shots yeah,
9: off yeah and th- those are things we don't think about when we um, are carrying guns and things like that and we you know we it, it's not gonna go as planned we yeah. think that it's just going to go especially somebody who doesn't bit. train yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah we they're not gonna. That's not gonna be in their, their thought process yeah. at all. You just you gotta wait for the right opportunity, and you know, an opportunity pray to, and yeah. yeah.
0: Hope the opportunity Every, opens yeah, up. Yeah.
9: And, yeah, and for me it did. Uh, closer towards the end, they brought. He told us all to come together because he was getting really, really frustrated that he didn't get the money that he really wanted. He told all of us get face first so how on the many,
0: ground. How many patrons were there at this point? Four
9: at this, at this moment. Four, so, Yep. Yeah. Okay. So there's so four of y'all in the bar. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He told us all to come together. When I thought about that, I was like, because he said, look, you guys are pissing me off. Get face first on the ground. I'm just going to start shooting people. And at that moment, I knew, like. You got to do something. I got to do something. Now's anymore. time. But also, I thought about it. And it was it's a lot to think about really, really fast. But I, I thought about it. I was like, if, if we all get on the ground and I'll raise up and I actually get, if I can just get my gun out of my holster and get my gun up, I can beat them. Yeah. And the chances of them actually hitting one of the innocent people inside there is going to be slimmer because he's, everybody's going to be down besides me. Yeah. So I had to take that risk and...
0: But they're uh, going to kill everybody anyway, so... Right.
9: So I have to take that risk and I did and uh, I got seven several shots on the uh, first guy. Uh, I got several shots on him and the other guy, he got hit, uh, I believe, at least once and he stumbled out the uh, bar and fell towards uh the did any of them have an opportunity
0: to return fire
9: no so the story gets a little bit i say better i don't know if that's a proper word to use yeah but, uh, no, interesting. Uh, interesting yeah it gets interesting more a interesting yeah yeah, yeah yeah My yeah yes, yes, I was gonna yes, say, yes, probably yes. as
0: soon as you started shooting they probably were running anyway yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
9: they start they started running and i hit them um and the guy falls out uh both of them fall out the door other guy gets away he had a um, inside the getaway driver he got a, got away in the car ah, so he, fled. Yeah. Yeah, he fled he was hit though too because his gun was on the scene and when I got out there I, re, I in the bar I dropped my magazine reload. reload yeah yeah just tap rack I like racking the slide that slide release stuff y'all can keep it but I racked the slide <laughs> I, I, I run, yeah I, I run out and I scan and just make sure there was any more threats and when I saw uh, the car leaving I uh, yelled him to get on the phone 911 my buddy Alex is trying to render aid to the guy who's on the ground who's um, who died on the scene. He was he was I believe he was just he had a gunshot wound to the head too, but yeah. He was he was he was done for. I ran out to the parking lot. I saw the gun the other guy, I just grabbed it and when I picked it up, it was a toy. Um, really. Replica gun. Let me use that. Was
0: special. the other was the other one real?
9: Replica, both were replica guns. Both were replicas. Huh? Yeah. Kind of similar to that Houston shooting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, I I need, you know another You know, what's that saying? Fuck around, find out. out, Really, (laughs) that was
10: play stupid games, win stupid prizes. prizes. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: So, I mean, you are a living testament to to the Second Amendment, the the right to carry, the right to defend yourself, and training. Because without the training, you wouldn't have been able to do that either. You know, so you have to train. You have to get the proper training. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you've had that. Now, did you have any sort of legal ramifications from so, from either one of those? I'll, I'll, I'll get
9: to that. Self-defense um, scenarios? You, uh, at this time, again, now I'm actually, you know, supported by USCC. I'm a member. Uh, okay. Connected with them, you know, even with business and things like that. I speak for them, like, publicly at events and things. Yeah. I ended up calling a number on the back of the card. Uh, also called a good friend of mine, Mike Bauer. Huge shout out to Mike Bauer. Shout out to Mike Bauer. Yes, shout out definitely. to Mike Bauer. Yes, what up, definitely. Mike? Yep, definitely. Uh, Mike helped me out. USCCA helped me out. Uh, they brought my attorney down there, which I actually met here at Shot Show up last year. Huge shout out to Dave McDermott too. He has a law firm in uh, Homewood, Illinois. So cool. huge shout out to him too. What's but up, Dave? Th- yeah, they, def- they looked out for me, so USCCA took care of everything. And but my, you didn't have my, them the
0: first time, though, right? Or did I did you? not have them
9: the first time. Okay. I wish I did because the the, the difference between the two is like night and day. Uh, I, I slept really, really good at night knowing that I had, you know, some protection right. behind me this time. So, yeah. And USCCA So what gonna, kind
0: of, on the first one, the first shooting? just so our listeners will know, yeah, the importance sure. of, you know, you should get some sort of firearm insurance protection like US, yeah. US, yeah. US, USCCA. USCCA, thank yeah. you. Um, I've got the shot show tongue right now. It's all good. Um, just so they can say, uh, "This is what I went through the first time. I didn't yeah. have them. This is what I went through the second time. I did have them." So, yeah.
9: I mean, again, another yep. night, living testament n- to night and day. Uh, that was. It was really. It was hard because, like the first shooting, I had to take that time to reach out, fire my attorney, things like that, and yeah. the people who are dealing with this stuff is my family. It's not really me. And when my, when I, uh, my uh, girlfriend at the time, when she gets that phone call, or my mom, or family members, and my dad and sisters, they're terrified. And last thing they want to, you know, think about is, you know, hey, we got to find somebody to represent our brother, or my, you know, your son, or whatever the case is, yeah. in court. And he's dealing with this right now. He just killed right. him. From self defense. Self defense. Yeah. yeah. So through, it's a through lot. no fault of his own. Yeah, exactly. But USCCA they eliminate all of that type, of, like, everything. Yeah. And for like. A low fee of twenty something bucks, or thirty something dollars, forty something dollars. That's so. Easy. Did you have to go to court on the first one? Did you have to? Neither, neither, in neither incident, I had to go. I didn't have to go to court no,
0: at all. No charges were pressed or anything, never. so they they cleared you. It's
9: cleared. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I never had any charges pressed. Yeah, before, I mean the thing
0: is, you, know. Know. you didn't have to go through the legal process yeah. to to defend yourself. No,
9: no, no. By the grace of God, no. Both yeah. shootings were pretty clean. Uh, my other, the first one. Told your story. That was with yeah, yeah. my five-year-old son. That guy pulled out a gun. a yeah. gang member. Then you had some witnesses. I take it. Yeah yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that helped too. Yeah, Devin. He he was going. I, I think he was going. <laughs> I think he's on my side. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was. Yeah. But that's the thing was. people Pressing don't me. think about. He's, they
7: don't think about what happens after the sure. shooting. They don't think yeah. about how that's gonna affect their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's
9: that. It's the aftermath and, and other people's lives. lives. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because even after my last shooting, I really like my first one too. Guns and mental health—that's an extremely important, child. To Mike Sedini. you know, walk talk America again, but that—that's really really important. That's that's probably been the biggest task. is after.
0: Yeah, after having to deal with taking yeah, a show. life. And
9: yeah, that's that's the that's the biggest task. That's the biggest. I say mission I yeah. yeah, even yeah. still to this day. Now,
0: are you are you um, getting help through? WTTA oh yeah yep, they yeah, hooked yep, you up yep, with some clinical yep, yep, physician yep, yep, or yep, US clinicians USC,
10: right, yeah, yeah. as well dude. yeah I, he gets good. he gets the, the big dogs number yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake Jake Mike the mm. big
9: yeah <laughs> yep 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 they got. I mean they have all those resources and that's the, in the world like nowadays like I, I believe our biggest issue is is mental health it's Absolutely. not guns it's all they like to blame it on guns 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 it's not guns well it's if you think about
7: health. it in your situation the guns were fake so it was violence, greed, and ish, way other yeah. issues Ooh. that was causing the problem in your yep. situation. Right. Yep. It wasn't the gun. It was the yep. image. You and could
0: take the that image. whole thing and you can branch it to.
7: Absolutely. It was the insinuation These guys of needed violence. money
0: for probably drugs. Who knows? Yeah. You uh-huh. know? But why were they Whatever doing the, the drugs? You know, because they're living in an impoverished area. Yeah, you know where it's hard to make a living. It's Poverty to get breeds out. violence. Poverty, yeah, yeah, for sure.
7: Well, when people, it, I think it goes even deeper. So you than look that.
0: at the root cause; <clears throat> it's not the guns. I, I right? honestly it's somewhere way think over it, here. It comes mm-hmm.
7: from a lot of different cultures as well. Like for example, we were talking about like Latinos and Chicanos. If you come from a scarcity mindset all the time, and you're raised in this scarcity mindset from your environment, and you're told that you know we we're not used to having anything, so everything that you do have, you hold on to so tight that it becomes desperation yeah
10: stuck in uh, survival is
7: exactly and so you're functioning in this desperation in this mindset the scarcity mindset all the time that you're a have not so you're like "It's it's mine it's mine it's mine it's mine it's mine all the time this belongs to me i have to get it i have to get it and it becomes this you know violent mentality of i have to fight for what i have rather than the abundance mindset of thinking you know what i have the ability to do whatever i want and go out there and acquire it and make connections and change my life and have that entrepreneurial abundance mindset. Right. And so when we're raising communities and impoverished communities that have no education, they don't have resources to education, they don't have resources to mental health, they're not giving those ups as a priority for to them to change the way that they're thinking, what happens? You put dogs in a room with no food. They were friends at first, but then they're going to start fighting oh, because they they're going to start other, getting huh? hungry. You know. So it's like, and you're in you're in environments where people are constantly on a hunger for something more you're going to get you're going to get fights you're going to get violence and we're not preparing our communities to be able to change that mindset of how they're thinking about acquiring the things that they need so you get violence period
0: Alicia is, like, you should be the spokesperson for <laughs> the 2A community everywhere. <laughs> yes! Yes, yes. Yes, I W-T- should. WTTA, uh, you know, you name it. You, you, you are very good at this. Oh,
7: thank you. Yeah. The These are conversations that we have, you know, when we're all together hanging out doing what we do but nobody gets to hear these conversations you know so yeah. it's, this is a, a beautiful well, that's opportunity what we're to, to be for. here to I'll do appreciate right it, now because this we want to really get the word out. i mean yeah. i'm sitting next to two of my very best friends in the whole world that like these two guys are my brothers you yeah. know and we enrich each other and we teach each other and we help each other so this is a really nice thing to be able to be here and the world is actually hearing the conversations that happens between me and yeah. my family you know
0: yeah. absolutely well, I am honored to be here with both of you, and Devin. Again, thank you so much for bringing it's what you know, I do, these awesome it's what people I do. to the uh, to the leadheads here. So right on. Thank you guys for sharing your stories. Uh, give where people can get in touch with you, your your businesses, your. You
9: sound like you've got uh, yeah. several things going on oh, here, yeah. Michael. Well, MJ's Firearms 33 on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is MJ's Firearms LLC. Website is MJ's Firearms.com. And Michael Waller, you can just Google my name and it'll pop up. And there's a bunch Michael of different Waller. links and
7: stuff Mike like that. Michael with
9: a Y. Michael with a Y.
0: Okay, there you go. Because yes. I would have done an I.
2: Just,
7: yes.
0: That's just me You always forget that And just like I say Alicia instead of Alicia
7: It's Alicia, yes Yeah, not Alicia You can call me Lucky You can call me Alicia yeah. I just
0: Throw your Throw your meads you And just websites out there
7: again Nobody calls me that and You guys don't call me We call
0: her the tactical Ooppa you know yeah. oh, guys, man You yeah. say oh, yeah. Lucky that's, Yeah
7: That's gonna that's stick That's my nickname, folks <laughs> You guys don't call me that, though What's I'm your nickname? Lucky.
0: Lucky Lucky Yeah
7: Okay All right I'm like the magical winged unicorn of the crew. I was like, I'll make everything happen. It's just what we do. <laughs> but my name is Alicia Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at the Boomstick Babe. You can find me on YouTube at the Boomstick Babe. You can find me on my website, uh, www.boomstickbabe.com. Alicia at the Boomstick Babe, if you want to email me. She's yeah. everywhere. Yeah.
0: She's everywhere.
7: I'm the Boomstick Babe.
0: I love it. And you are out of Colorado.
7: I am out of Colorado.
0: Very good. Yes. And, and where are you these days?
9: Uh, Chicago, Illinois.
0: You're in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 Very good. And go ahead and throw your stuff out there again, too, oh, Devin.
10: Trench Work Chronicles on Instagram, Kids to Kings on Instagram. Uh, those are the two main platforms that I'm on. And if you just Google Trench Work Chronicles, I'll pop up.
0: There you go. There you go. So and I, th- I think you've answered this, but you can answer it again. Hmm? So I've been answering all my guests. Oh, yeah, I've, been, yeah. I've been asking this of all my guests. Um, if you could do away with eliminate one thing in 2023, be anything, make it disappear, never come back again, what would it be?
9: in 2023 yeah this year oh easy okay the assault weapons ban in Illinois that's bullcrap. boom I yeah. like it
7: I'm just I'm with ignorance period. oh
9: also the uh, the. Uh, you the do tactical more braces one. yeah yeah sorry the, ta- the, the tactical, tactical braces yeah. ATF just have, yeah. being the <laughs> braces too how about
0: just get rid of ATF yes
7: that's
9: a good how about one. I get there rid of NF, the NFA just poof. there you go that sounds good go away
10: yeah
7: I mean, I'm I'm a esoteric broad, so I'm like all the low vibrations. I'm like, let's get rid of them low vibrations. Let's raise everybody's higher vibrations and consciousness. That's what I'm with. But gun S-O controls. So who? What? Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't that a Spanish thing? <laughs> no. <that's not. laughs> but yeah, gun controls for weirdos.
0: There, there's no. Oh, I gotta Less show you guys
10: days. this too. So wait, go ahead, uh, Devin. All right, mine would be uh, the complacency and lack of attention to conversations just like this. This is the nuance and the true stories of the second amendment that are gonna push us to the front line and get the regular everyday citizen normalized to why we do what we do. And I think this is exactly why- You've already seen this? Well one, thank you for having (laughs) us on, but yeah, I just want everybody to stop being complacent, stop being scared and be open to having conversations like this about guns.
0: Use your voices. Absolutely. Use them in a positive manner. Yes. Sure. So I was going to punk you with the book, but you've already been punked by it, I well, guess.
7: Well, I, I love Yehuda. I think that's how you say his name. Yehuda. The ta- yeah, the tactical um, Jew Pew Pew Jew. Poo-poo the Pew
0: Pew Jew. Poo-poo. The Pew Pew oh. Jew. It's such
7: a great name, right? Yeah. But I, um, Have you seen this new book? I have, and I, I have absolutely love it. That's book. his
9: book? Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait. Michael hasn't that.
0: seen this yet. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, Pew Pew Jew.
9: I, you know, I know. He's strong 2A. Yep, yep, yep. So read the title of the book here. the points. And then read the... Why America should embrace common sense gun laws. So can you believe that Yehuda is writing something about
0: common sense gun laws? And he's Jewish. Why they make sense? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's dope.
9: Like, hey, that's why I like him. When I met him he had I, I don't know <laughs> nah, nah, the proper no, no. term for it. Pay yeah. attention to what
0: yes. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So reasons why America should embrace
10: Embrace, no
0: common sense, sense gun laws.
7: Which is a bad thing.
9: Mike. Oh
0: damn! Sorry. <laughs> so, so gun laws. Last, it was
9: long night. We okay? don't like gun laws. But, right. But Yehuda's you. actually. No, no, no. I, I found got
0: you. some reasons the why we should embrace them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm gonna have him on here in just a minute. Okay. So I wanted to get your opinion on how maybe I should approach this because you know when I you know when you first read it you're like, what the hell is he doing here? I thought he was one of us.
4: Yeah. You know, but you now he's advocating common sense
0: gun Trump. laws, but. Um, I got through the first two chapters, okay, and that's that's all I could get through, and I was kind of like, he's making some points here, but I don't want to feel that way about it. But uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of going along with this, Maybe so I want you way. to, I want you to look at it. All right, yeah. go to like chapter ten or something.
9: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> the reasons why you should embrace.
2: Oh shit. <laughs>
0: There are none because <laughs> 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 that is such a,
10: good, it's such a good I don't even want to call it a gimmick, oh, but that is such a good Oh, damn man. I'm the dummy that falls. On, oh.
9: uh, hey, he got me. That's, That's a, great. Oh, man. I got to get one. That's of those great. Yeah. People ask me, what you reading? Look at this. Uh. Check it out.
0: It's the easiest read I've ever had. I think
7: it's a like really cool journal. Like you can get it and you can. And then you
0: can make noise. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could. You definitely could. Yeah. I do. Put that $8 to use. So. Yeah, he is. He is
9: for thinking about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: he absolutely is. It's been a pleasure, <laughs> Michael, Alicia. Yes. Devin, thank you guys so Likewise. much. Pleasure's on mine. For spending some time here at SHOT Show That's with uh, the Talking Lead crew. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, you are always welcome back on the show anytime. You've got new projects. You've got something that you want to talk about. Cool. Uh, I would love to get you on and do like the full show with you guys. Awesome. And, uh, you know, spend a couple cool. hours with you. Cool. cool. And, uh, you know, we can make that happen. So cool. get, let's keep in touch after this. We nice. definitely need to because I want to come up and uh, check out your range up there in uh, East Tennessee. It's on. only like a couple hours drive from, from where I'm at. Where so. are you at? Exactly. I'm in Murfreesboro. Okay. Just right outside of Nashville. Okay, like about yeah. three hours. Yeah, yeah it takes me a couple. <laughs> I got a lead foot. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Do, do you lead. hunt? Do you? I do. Oh yeah. Do you oh, hunt? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You I'll take you out it. to the farm. We'll go. We'll go hunting. Um. Do you yeah, like jerky? Like I got some of my jerky from a, a harvest that I got this year. Everything. Let's do it. I okay. like
7: hunting. Mm-hmm. I like jerky. Oh, you can right. come to <laughs> Like what's
0: up? We'll do <laughs> some. We'll do some uh, oompa loompa hunting. Hey,
9: let's do it. There you go. Boom. <laughs> so, let's do it.
0: That's All right, leadheads, check them out. Go to their social medias. Let them know you're leadhead. You appreciate them being on the show and show them some some support. Blah, 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 blah. 2023 Shot Show, ladies and gentlemen. Day four, as you can tell, I'm tongue tied. Uh, we, we, are, we are winding down the final hours here at the lead quarters from the Keltec booth at 11238.
11: Cool. Sweet.
2: Super
0: fun. <laughs> right, I'm recording now. Just so you know. And uh, I don't filter, so just be yourselves. All right, Leadheads, we're back. We, had, we are day two. I'm already thinking I'm like Thursday. I was hoping it was Thursday. But it's <laughs> day two of the uh, Togging Lead or Togging Lead? It's the Togging Lead yeah, Shot Show, isn't it? I think so. That's what I've heard.
6: You know.
11: Rumor has it.
0: We paid a good penny for that. Uh, we are at the lead quarters at Keltech And uh, we've got some cool dudes joining us right now via our good friend at Royal Range Art. And uh, Colleen's here, too, but she won't get on the mic for some reason. I'm calling her out right now. Maybe eventually she'll she'll join us. Uh, so Nick and Correll are joining us. These are uh, two good friends of Art over at uh, Royal Range. Are you guys in
11: the Nashville area? you from Nashville? So we spend some time in Nashville. I lived in Nashville for about... Get, get up on that thing. Don't be afraid of that big black... So I lived in Nashville for about four and a half years. That's how Art and I became friends when I was working at Royal Range. And uh, I still oversee a a property in Nashville in the hospitality industry. Uh So Nick and I travel down there a decent amount, teaching various different classes to that staff. Okay. And what about you, Nick?
12: So I actually just went out to Nashville this year for the first time. But I'm based out of Arizona. I okay. work for Scottsdale Police Department, so I travel a little bit for a consulting business I have. But then I also work for the PD. Uh,
0: what kind of consulting do you do?
12: So I do. I, I, it's focused on hospitality industry uh, security services. Okay. Um, so
0: you both are kind of in the hospitality yep. security type type stuff. That's that's what I want to talk about. I think this is uh, this is fascinating. Um, we haven't really talked about it on the show before because it's a, it's a specialty. You know, you specialize in it, so it's a different kind of, of security versus others. So that's kind of why I wanted to have you guys on the show to talk about that uh, a little bit. So there's, um, there's a
11: lot of hospitality in Vegas, right? There, <laughs> there's a little bit.
0: You know, this is kind of the mecca of hospitality. Yeah. Um, you know, as the word. I don't know how hospitable they are here, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so how many
11: years... Have you been doing this so this is year 18 for me um working yeah some of that was split up between working on executive protection teams and you know at at that time i had gotten out of the military and i was like man you know i need to need to make a living support my parents so i kind of stumbled into it and if you'd asked me probably at that time if it would have become a career i probably would have laughed at you but you know the more (laughs) i learned about the hospitality industry and a lot of the shortcomings Mm -hmm. of keeping people safe in the hospitality industry and all the different nuances that come with it you know that that's when it started to take off for me
0: so what what does the hospitality industry encompass what are we talking about here
11: Uh, you're talking about everything from hotels restaurants nightclubs smaller, more boutique bars. Um, Those are the things that, you know, the, the common person that just attends those as a customer doesn't always see behind the scenes and the inner workings of the legal issues, the safety issues, and all the hoops that you have to jump through to get a really well put together business as far as keeping people safe when you're introducing things like a lot of alcohol and uh-huh. uh poor decision making testosterone and <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs>
11: you know and, uh, and and that's one of the big things where nick came into play you know nick and i have known each other for quite a while and he spent a long time combating the, the human trafficking side of things and you know he's got some crazy stories from that and then we started talking about how the hospitality industry can oftentimes feed that evil industry and what we can do to combat that because yeah. obviously we don't ever want to see anybody go through that type of traumatic experience no never so let's do this just to uh,
0: give our, our listeners just uh, a little more information about yourselves uh, talk about your backgrounds uh, a little bit you know where, where you come from and Right. Your specialties that so, got you into this So I'm originally lifestyle.
12: from Las Vegas. I grew up out here. Uh, in 2007, I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. I got hired by the police department there. And I've been on the job for about 15 years with the PD. Throughout that time, most of that, about 11, 12 years of that, was spent on our full-time SWAT group. Um, I was an officer on the SWAT team and then i right. went to be a sergeant for that group as well then i was selected to be the supervisor of our human exploitation and trafficking unit once i made that transition over to the SWAT, uh, to the human exploitation and trafficking unit i really dove deep into the you can pick that up if you want to i really dove deep into the uh, human trafficking side of things so i supervised a group of detectives that was they were undercover we did a bunch of different types of uh, investigations, but the other side of that was going out and educating the community on what human trafficking was. Right. Yeah. You know how you know the hospitality industry, bars, restaurants, nightclubs. What what can they do to try and make a difference in this? Mm-hmm. So that's where me and Correll connect on this, and you know I think we've made a pretty big impact on going around and at least spreading the word throughout. You know their their restaurants and bars to make yeah. sure that their employees know are you just exactly doing this right doing.
0: now in the in your area in the Arizona area we're doing it nationwide you're doing it nationwide
11: yeah so at the moment we have 14 locations nationwide and we're set to almost double that so at the moment we've been traveling from uh, multiple cities in Arizona Nashville Chicago Denver and that that's the big thing like it's kind of like going to a Broadway play. You know, right. when you go to a bar, you only see what, what's going on on stage and you don't always know what's going on backstage. But once you kind of pull that curtain back and you see some of the things that often take place in these industries, you know, a lot of people just they don't even realize it's going on and it's it's a bit of an eye opener you know like it's a heavy topic when nick and i go and teach this
0: yeah so when you you say the hospitality industry you know you said that encompasses the hotels and you know the restaurants and i guess more so you probably seeing it is that the human trafficking would
12: be in the hotel areas is that you're so it's something that happens everywhere you know yeah. we have it we definitely have it in the hotels but you have victims of human trafficking that are coming into the bars you have their traffickers that are bringing them into restaurants you know
0: how do you identify one is, is there like a telltale sign or
12: so there's a lot of different indicators that we use Or
0: maybe we shouldn't say what they are <laughs> so we,
12: there's a lot of different indicators that we use but what i try to get across to everybody is when you take all those indicators and you put them together, that's when you, you're like, okay, something's not right here. We need to notify somebody. We need to call the human trafficking hotline. We need to call the local police department. We need to, you know, submit a tip. But when you take a lot of the indicators and go, okay, just if they're one thing here, one thing there, they kind of seem benign and not as big of a deal. Yeah. But when you combine them all and you're like, okay, something's going on here. I got that gut feeling. You know, if somebody comes into a bar and, you know, they're when you get
0: that gut feeling, is that when you you put a tail on them or what do you do from there?
12: So, you know, if we have a restaurant or bar that their security staff sees somebody that comes in and, you know, their trafficker goes in with them, they're holding their IDs, they're speaking for them, they're being extremely controlling. You know, what I try to get across to the staff is, hey, let the cops know. Yeah, let somebody know so they can come and investigate it, and we can at least dive a little bit deeper into it. And,
0: so you and s- don't recommend that they intervene or or do anything. Your
12: staff, you just like get in touch with the the authorities. The, the biggest thing that they can do is just notify somebody, notify the human trafficking hotline, yeah. notify local law enforcement. Get as much
0: detail as possible. You know,
12: walk up to the person and ask them when they're when they're by themselves. Like, hey, do you need help? Can we do anything to help you mm-hmm. you know let them know that they're that that you're there to help support them and help them through what they're going through
11: right yeah a lot of it you know we try and tell them it's almost like the see something say something yeah. type mentality yeah and it, it's one of those things that we noticed when we traveled and we and we taught you know hundreds and hundreds of my staff a lot of this stuff, they were like, oh man, you know, I never even I never even thought about that. I think I've seen that before and things like that. So it was rewarding in the sense that we saw like actual results of opening their eyes. And then, I mean, there's been multiple locations that I oversee in the country where I've had security personnel or management reach out to tell me like, hey, uh, we think we may have seen this so we were able to get a picture of the person's ID, yeah. license plate number. Or something. Yeah, we notified the authorities. Thank you so much for teaching us. And that, and that's really the whole goal is, you know, we don't need these guys going out there like being vigilantes, but we at least want to make them aware enough to pay attention to the situations to hopefully save somebody's life. Yeah. You know, from going through that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, but that's not like all you do. So the, you know, the hospitality security industry i'm sure it's a lot more detailed than you know just that so get into i guess the the world of what it is that you guys do and, and educate us educate us on what it what it is
11: i mean uh you know my girlfriend often jokes that uh i need to i need to start a youtube channel and just wear a, a body camera from all the things that you see in the bar industry or write a book or, or get something a tv like that. show Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. you know because that's the the, interest, the interesting part of it when you are on the other side of, of the hospitality industry. You yeah. know, because when you go to a bar and you're just having f- fun with your friends, your loved one, whatever, you don't think about all the things that you have to think about when you're working it. You know, I mean, th- there is a plethora of hoops and things that you have to jump through when you are owning, operating, and trying to keep a place like that well within regulations.
0: Let's say a... Um Give me an example of, of, and maybe you can't say names of who your clients are. I get that. Uh, an example of a like business that that would hire
11: you in Nashville. In Nashville, I mean, uh, any any place that you could think of on Broadway.
0: All right, let's uh, Jason Aldean's bar.
11: Yep.
2: Okay. Yes. Let's, let's just throw that
0: <laughs> out. Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. I don't know. We're not going to say either way. That's a big, you know, it's a big yeah. place, multi-level. You know, a lot of a lot of different stuff going on. They hire you to come in to keep the peace, basically. I guess you know to keep. It, it's honestly, but it's not
11: just the outside people that you guys are, or is it? Or are you also watching the employees? And you have to watch everything, and that's yeah. what I think a lot of people don't realize. You know, back in the day, it was like. Oh yeah, security for a bar, you know, and they immediately think, oh it's like it's like Roadhouse, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. if Patrick it, Swayze <laughs> Yeah, you know, if it was the Patrick Swayze ordeal, it'd like, be bigger. <laughs> it would uh, <laughs> I think it would be a much easier job, but when you kind of have to think about all the things that could go wrong and you gotta be three steps ahead of each one of those in order to a keep your patrons safe, keep people like employees from stealing, keep employees from doing foolish things that they Selling shouldn't
0: be doing. Selling drugs on the side. Oh,
11: yeah. Human trafficking, yep. you know, yeah. Like, like you're talking about there. But do you have, do you set up cameras? or you got undercover people? Or what? I mean, we'll kind of do it all. We'll do like secret shoppers so that we could send people in there, hey, grade all these people on their professionalism, how they speak to you, how they serve you. You know, are they present on the floor? Do you feel like they're doing a good job, et cetera? We've got cameras throughout the entire location, you know, and, and that's a big, big part of it. Um, but the training is honestly the, the biggest piece of it because anymore today, I mean, you've really got to cross your T's. So and what, kind of, what
0: kind of skills do you need to, to get into this line of business? What,
11: what training, what do you train them to do? Um, de-escalation is a huge one. De-escalation is and it's kind of become like this new hot word that everybody's using. De-escalation, de-escalation when in reality... Which is
0: exactly what
11: Patrick Swayze taught (laughs) in in Roadhouse. Yeah, see, de-escalation's been around since Roadhouse. I don't know why it's just now catching on. But I mean, you hear with... Patrick Swayze invented that. Yeah, you hear with (laughs) not only, you know, like security, but you hear with PD, you hear with everything. Yeah. Um, And that's one of the biggest things we try and get across to him is trying to be proactive spotting things before they become a problem you know we've all been we've all been pissed off before so you can kind of learn how to read the room and look for signs of somebody like yeah the dude looks a little bit aggravated and a lot of time all it takes is you go up and introduce yourself hey what's up i'm correll from security everything going all right and a lot of times that's enough to diffuse the situation because yeah. they're like oh, okay you know i kind of got caught uh, getting ready to act a fool, and if you can stop the problems before they start, that's how you keep a successful business running.
0: So, it, is security the new bouncer? Is that what? Oh yeah, is, yeah. is that what I'm hearing yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not minimalizing what you guys do because nah. it's a whole different level, uh, it, you know, than just being a bouncer. But yeah, you're you're the ones that s- supply not only them but you know the other forms of security that are at these places too because depending on the 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 hospitality what it is i mean i don't know if you guys get into the
11: adult, uh you know clubs or
0: not you know they have their own security uh i have Uh, i
11: have definitely trained guys that go and work at the adult entertainment there you go (laughs) locations um we are in vegas yeah but i mean for us things have things have changed a lot you know obviously the world's gotten crazier so we have to teach these teams everything from not only like the de-escalation and and the psychology of reading a room, but we have to go all the way up into medical training, active shooter prevention, yeah.
0: and that's what I was getting into. You uh, know, the level of training of just you know a bouncer grabbing somebody yeah. and you know throwing them out. It's those days are oh those yeah those days gone, are unless gone unless you're in you know down at the border somewhere. But, yeah, um, but yeah, the medical training. Uh, I'm sure you have less than lethal lethal. Options, you know, depending on what state I guess that that
11: you're in, and yeah, that that is a very very tricky one, um, and, it, and it varies lawsuits, state by state. Yeah, you know, maybe you guys don't want to get involved. I don't know. You know, there's some there's some states that allow security guards to use uh, mechanical restraints, handcuffs. Other states, if you even brought that up, they would look at you like you were insane. Yeah, like what are you thinking? You know, and uh, you know, there's some states, Arizona specifically, where we predominantly operate. I mean, it goes so far as you have to get the exact uniform approved by the city, so that the city knows what these guys are wearing. What to they look can for. identify
0: them readily when they come into it, a hostile it, situation exactly. and not put them down. Kind of doing. Yeah, I get that.
2: Yeah.
11: You know, I think one of the coolest things that we've done recently, we did an amazing active shooter training program uh, in conjunction with Scottsdale PD,
2: mm-hmm.
11: where. You know, normally you go to a, quote-unquote, active shooter training. You're probably going to watch a a PowerPoint slideshow and talk a little bit. With this, what we did, it was kind of a a win-win, win for the officers and win for my staff. We shut down one of our nightclubs, had the staff come in as if they were, we'll call them, you know, the actors, so the patrons. Yeah. We had a DJ. We had all the lights going on, everything like that, and then we had a SPD officer enter the building with you know a, a sim round gun and become an active shooter so it had to be attacked on twofold the security staff had to figure out how to safely evacuate and handle that situation and the scottsdale police officers had to figure out how to enter that venue and eliminate that threat as quickly as possible with very limited gotcha. information so it was a it was a super eye-opening and awesome training yeah that i think would benefit a lot more places around the country
0: yeah you know especially when you know we've we've heard more and more of the you know the active shooter especially in the nightclubs. down down the what was the most recent one like miami or was it texas i can't remember where it was
11: um that so obviously you know the florida the, somewhere pulse yeah, they're, they're nightclub in florida. in florida that's what it
0: was yeah yeah so the the active shooter and that you know that happens every like uh that mall that the active shooter and yeah. the, the civilian you know was the, the kind yeah. of guy. but do you guys do like malls and things like that as well or so we haven't
11: that... we haven't ventured into that uh, we right now we're really focused on the hospitality industry because to be perfectly honest i think the hospitality industry is a little bit behind the curve mm-hmm. you know and it, it's somewhat surprising to me luckily i work for a company um, that is very very proactive when it comes to safety and security and that's a little bit of, kind of not the norm in the hospitality industry, because I think it's one of those things where, the hospitality industry doesn't necessarily want to talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. They more or less are like, no, we're good, we're good, and then something bad happens, and then you see the checkbooks start coming out.
0: Then they're reactive instead it, of being proactive. Exactly. You know, that's bad. And, and we're here, you know, Vegas. The was it the Bellagio? Is that where that? You know that concert that they had and you know the guy was oh, in the yeah. hotel yeah and mandalay bay yeah the mandalay bay that's what it was yeah um prime example of you know hotel hospitality you know kind of industry there and the way that they handled that and reacted to that and it's still under discussion today about yeah that. i mean
11: and that's the part about being proactive you know i think a lot of the companies probably look at the cost and they're like oh my good, like why are we spending this much money we haven't had any problems Mm-hmm. Well, you, you spend that money up front because I promise you it's going to be a lot cheaper to train your staff adequately and keep your people safe as opposed to the checks that you're going to have to write when, God forbid, something really bad happens.
0: Yeah. Give me an example of when your services were enacted, in, you know, wherever, you know, ho- hotel, restaurant, wherever it was, where, um, you know, you're... you're Specialty came into play. They hired
11: you to do this, and this is—you know—you guys did your job. I mean, there's there's actually been a, a, a multiple. Different oh, I'm sure occasions. there's a
0: bunch, but yeah, give me give me one that just stands out that you are really proud of your, you know, your staff for for handling
11: um, it the way they did. I'm I'm going to talk about two incidents. Okay. One, there was um, a, a vagrant that was wandering around during the daytime on local Broadway. Okay. a lot of people down there and he was kind of walking around yelling at some people and my staff was just keeping an eye on him not interacting not with uncommon him. down there <laughs> yeah not uncommon <laughs> and so my staff did what you know i had always taught him to do which was keep your head on a swivel and kind of watch him and that's when they noticed the vagrant reach into a backpack and pull what appeared to be a 357 revolver Ooh. out of the backpack pointed it at the entrance of the building and started walking back towards it screaming. You know, I have to give these guys the the biggest amount of credit because they didn't they didn't hesitate. They tackled that dude. Come to find out luckily thank god it was actually a uh, pellet gun. Okay. That looked exactly like a real thing. But
0: still, I mean, he put somebody's eye out with that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, those
11: guys jumped into action and and It'll penetrate the, the flesh and leave a nasty wound. Yeah, shit will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that instance where they acted and without hesitation. Or, but they or,
0: didn't know. Like you said, they didn't know at the time, you know, so. no. Yeah, and even, to and them, even, it was
11: a it was a real firearm. A hundred percent. And even when I showed up on scene, I was like, the, the, I mean, from 15, 10 feet away, a hundred percent, like I would have thought that this was a, a real firearm. And uh, another one was when a uh, a patron was real upset about getting denied entry for being too intoxicated decided he was gonna uh, pull a, a knife and attempt to stab somebody else in the line that he had ha- you know had an argument with and
0: figuratively
11: and literally cutting line yeah yeah exactly boom boom i got all the dad jokes <laughs> um and luckily you know my staff jumped in and one of them got a little bit hurt, but it was better than what could have happened. Sure. You know, and it's just one of those things where, again, it's just because...
0: Give me an example of something inside. So you're giving me great examples of, you know, again, being proactive and preventing the the threat from getting in, you know. So the, that that actually, you know, that's the that's the we, first step. Um, but let's say, like, somebody gets through and then, you know, they're perfectly normal, but they get inside and
11: then they're so just go batshit crazy. One of, the, one of the things that... That uh, I always try and teach my my teams is you know look at waistlines, watch for printing, stuff like that. Mistakes are going to happen, um, but we just got to still pay attention. Just because they've gotten in the door, because normally we'll do waistband checks, etc. Yeah. Um, for for places that like nightclubs and things like that, you know, we wanna
0: states like Michigan, I don't think you can go into like a, a bar or a club or something like that with a with a firearm in in Michigan. I don't know. They had a one. They had a, I went into one recently. That's right, the reason I'm asking. And I know in Nashville you can go in. You know, you can carry a firearm. In le,
11: unless the business posts. Unless a sign they
0: prohibited. post, you're not supposed to. Right. Yes. Um, but most of them don't check anyway. Most do not, which yeah. kind
11: of blows my mind. I, I, I mean, make, they have the signs, but they're not checking. Yeah. I make all my people check. Yeah. Uh, just because it's one of those things, and obviously I'm a huge Second Amendment supporter. Like. Sure. But at the same time, I'm also wise enough to know hey you know if you're coming into a nightclub at 1130 you've already had a few drinks probably shouldn't be carrying a firearm bad things can happen you yeah. know that's yeah. um, against the law for one yeah. exactly <laughs> and
2: we, but
0: if you're not drinking you in Tennessee I'm just saying in Tennessee you're not drinking you still go to a bar you can carry doesn't you know doesn't matter but like you said the, um, it happens so the instance that so you, uh, you're, you your guys actually pat people down now.
11: depending on On the establishments, if it's the policy. Yes. Um, You know, we will do everything, depending on which venue it is, we do everything from either wanding, a pat-down, a waistband check, we check purses, et cetera. Because our whole goal is, like, we want people to feel 100% safe no matter which one of our locations they come to. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, There was an instance where a gentleman, very, uh, I'm not sure how he did it and how he got this very large frame pistol pistol stuffed that far uh into a very was it sensitive a deagle? area <laughs> was it a deagle <laughs> um it was about as big as one and uh he put it in an area i mean i wouldn't have felt that safe putting it there yeah and got into an argument decided to uh try and brandish that firearm but before he could the guys that had been watching him you know paying attention that something just wasn't yeah, right so he was giving to, signals prior to yeah that. and, and that's what that's what we teach a lot of is like before somebody does something stupid they're probably going to do a give tell a new sign, exactly yeah, to let tell, you know tell. that they're going to do something stupid and you know these guys just happened to have paid attention during that training and they were able to stop the dude from getting the gun out and nice you know pd came in arrested him uh that gentleman was, so your
0: training would need to be also you're talking about med but do you do like the the hand-to-hand you, you training with the martial we, arts kind of stuff or would...
11: so i'm a big jujitsu guy yeah. um i try and get all of my my teams involved in jujitsu just because it it's definitely saved my ass a multitude of times and in this industry you know it isn't like roadhouse right you, you know I, I tell my staff you want to get fired by me real quick close a fist and start teeing off on somebody i'll fire you right on the spot you know yeah. You've got to be able to understand that we just fed these people full of alcohol. We're still responsible for keeping them safe, even if they're going to be a giant asshole, pardon right. my language about it. You know, So you got to be able to get these people out safely. So we go over you know, safe ways to do that and keep somebody under control without hurting them.
0: Now, this training that you're offering, are you going, is this just for your company and your crew or do you offer classes to
11: to just anybody so come out and train and when i was still living in nashville working at royal range i had the honor to teach a lot of that stuff at royal range since i have moved back to arizona full-time i primarily do it strictly for my company and then uh, you know it's it's an honor to have nick help with a ton of that yeah and, and did you give us the name of your company it's na consulting it's actually nick nick's company is the consulting company okay. my hospitality company i have to kind of keep off the record i got you i got you um, but nick nick teaches everybody under the sun you know whether it's a school a church uh hospitality you know granted his his company's focus is largely on hospitality but i mean he's taught everybody under the sun
0: give me a give me another example um you know because human trafficking it you know it's more people need to be aware of it and again it needs the more people that participate and they see something and they like you said see something tell uh... talk more about that because uh... you know it is a huge problem in our country that people just really don't understand the the severity of it of of how much trafficking goes on in this
12: country and through that goes through this country so typically when we go out and teach these classes most people are like, is this happening in my community? And it is happening Most in community. Most adders, yes, it is. It is. It's just, unless you're looking at the indicators, you're paying attention, and you're actually acknowledging that this is a problem within our country, within the world, you're kind of blind to it. So, you know, I went out, taught some of uh, Pharrell's businesses, and next thing I know, the employees there are contacting him saying, hey, I recognize this inside the bar. We have these people inside of here that, you know, these are in the indicators that we're seeing. Can you guys come and investigate this? Yeah. And so that's that's the best thing that I can hope for by getting out. And
0: so give us some, some examples of things to look for for our listeners that, you know, if they're just, you know, they're out at a restaurant. They're in, a, they're in Vegas. This has got to probably be a huge human trafficking <laughs> city right here that we're in right now. I mean, there's probably human trafficking going on at this show. I mean, I don't know how oh, we saw, uh, some, we
11: saw some interesting things last night, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? So what, what are some things, some clues, some signs,
12: red flags that people can look for in their area? So sex trafficking is, uh, it's a crime of control and manipulation and the traffickers manipulate their victims into doing what they're asking for, which is typically some sort of sex act for money. And then the traffickers take the money so when we're we're looking at things that are going on inside of a bar restaurant we're looking at that that type of control that when the trafficker comes in with their victim that we can start to try to identify those things so you know if you have a a person that comes in you know they're not in possession of their own id their passport um, like no id right because if the trafficker's holding onto their ID, that person can't get away from them because they can't go to the airport and fly away, you know.
0: And they have some sort of a control over them, whether it's a physical threat or maybe they've got them drugged
12: up or. So it, there's a lot of physical threats that go on. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of different types of classifications of pimps, traffickers. Sure. You know, we have Romeo pimps, so We, you know, you have what's a romeo pimp so a romeo pimp is one where they go in and they really sweet talk their victims you know they they try to get them to believe that they're the the girlfriend of that person like i love you you know i love you i'll i'll teach you to be you know if you don't love me if you don't do this yeah and then it typically goes hey i just spent all this money on you i bought you this nice purse i got your nails done we're out of money i need you to go have sex with this person so we can pay our bills for the night.
0: Okay, that's a Romeo.
12: Gotcha. And then from there, then they typically turn into what's called a gorilla pimp. Gorilla? Okay. Yeah. And that's when the, the brute force comes out. And the physical threats. It, it, they're not just threats. They're, you know, we see a lot of victims. so there's telltale
0: signs on the victims, bruises and things yeah. like that
12: to look for. I mean, they, we've seen a lot of videos, and I've seen victims in person where. You know they talked to the law enforcement yeah you know they did something that the trafficker didn't want and they got beat up for it and you know it's really sad to see that stuff because they're not quite processing and understanding what's going on when that when that happens right um but yeah there's a lot of physical violence that comes into play when you're dealing with the with the traffickers yeah so any other telltale
0: signs you know something to be looking for just as a civilian, you're out there, you're
12: looking and
11: tattoos.
12: So tattoo, oh, yeah. tattoos like and branding, b- yeah. branding. that's a big thing. So when you're looking at the manipulation and control side of things, that is a way that they show that they are in control. The ownership. And you, brand them. you are a piece of property to them. So you will see brands... Uh, this is know, not just females either. This can happen to... This can happen to males. To males too. Um, but you'll see property of so-and-so, and that'll be tattooed on the neck, the, you know, the back, you know, sometimes on the face. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of dollar signs, um, crowns. There's a bunch of different um, tattoos that they'll throw on their victims that way. When, You're fine. It's okay. Um, just shows we're live, dude. <laughs> that way, when another trafficker sees them, they also know that that belongs to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So there's you're that. under the you're you're working for this person. Yeah. So
0: you're off limits. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well,
12: this is all interesting
0: stuff, man. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, and I would like to. Maybe I can get you guys on you know uh, another episode. We just do a whole episode and you know and talk about this because. Um, yeah, you know, it is. It is an issue. It's a huge problem in this country, and there are things that you,
12: as a civilian, can do to help prevent it, help stop it, identify it. Um, the, the biggest thing is just getting out there and being informed for our community. Yeah.
0: Being aware of your sur- aware of your surroundings because it's going to be probably pretty obvious if somebody's doing something against their will. You know, you can read people's faces. You can read fear. You can read happiness. You can read regret, and you know. People's different emotions, and just be aware of your surroundings.
11: Yeah, I mean, you know, getting my eyes opened to just how evil the the human trafficking side of things is was was really really mind blowing, and it it makes you angry when you see kids oh, and, yeah. and things like that getting forced into this. So it does really make you wanna pay attention and, and figure out ways to help stop it. Yeah. Uh, you know, And that's why my company, like I said, I, I'm very fortunate to work for them because they are very uh, security and safety minded and they, they want to help stop these types of things. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, being on this podcast has been awesome. We can't thank you enough for having us on. I
0: appreciate you guys taking the time to be on. I know you got a lot of cool things that you're gonna do. So you've been here at SHOT you guys have walked around. Yep. Uh, what's some cool things that you've seen? What's the coolest thing you've seen?
11: Uh, the 338 Norma minigun. From, <laughs> the minigun. Yeah, from DTV Tactical Innovations. I mean, as if a minigun wasn't,
0: it wasn't cool <laughs> enough. destructive enough, yeah. it's
11: now uh, available in 338 Norma. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty awesome.
0: I walked uh, down there this morning and I saw that.
12: It was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. So, What
0: about you, Nick?
2: I really like Talking it. to the mic, you're <laughs> killing me, dude. I re-
12: I really like the uh, staccato booth. Check it out; the, some of the new pistols oh, over there. Ah, they're supposed yeah. to be coming by uh, and show me stuff. They, they uh, have some Jim cool stuff. over there. You yeah. know
0: Irwin? Jim Irwin?
12: No. no, to go next time you go, ask for Jim.
11: Okay, tell, yeah.
0: him, tell him he's friend of lefties. Yeah. All right. that,
11: that new staccato CS is, yep. is pretty awesome. They, they,
0: I'm they hoping they bring sledge. it over
12: here because I do want to talk about that. Yeah, it's that's a game changer right there. Yeah. Yeah, the new magazine in there. It's it's, it's nice. All
0: right, one thing in 2023 that you guys, if you had the the power, the ability to make it disappear, go away, never to return, what would it be?
11: Um, I want to get rid of people not being able to tolerate civil discourse. (laughs) (laughs) I want us to be able to talk and disagree again without it being the end of the world. Perfect. I like that.
0: What about you, Nick?
12: There's a lot of things I'd like to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> First thing that um, came to mind. What? What? What is it? Just people being assholes to everybody. Let's, <laughs> just rudeness. Let's, 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 yeah. I just mean, it kind of go, goes importance. into what all saying. Just communicate with people. Be a person. You know. Let's have a conversation. If can we case. all just get along? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think don't, we don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like that. I like that. Perfect
0: words to end on. <laughs> don't be an asshole. We'll Listen it. to the Talking Lead Podcast.
11: <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on. Oh, Man, this absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we, are, we really appreciate it.
0: Appreciate you guys. Uh, more to come from the 2023 SHOT Show here at the official headquarters of Talking Lead or, yeah, Caltech. Terry
3: has an affinity for reliability and function. A former Navy SEAL and Tier 1 operator, he approaches things from a practical performance perspective. Whether he's backpacking in a remote wilderness area or out on an arduous hunt in austere terrain, he's got a go big or go home approach that's tempered with a minimalist mindset. Take what you need and nothing you don't. Terry truly appreciates the Caltech Sub 2000. This 9mm semi-automatic carbine folds in half to tug neatly away in situations where space is a premium. It may be a pistol caliber, but its 16-inch barrel translates to velocity, which translates to power downrange. The rifle features Picatinny rails and M-LOK attachment points, so he can accessorize it the way he needs it for every hour.
0: Innovation. Performance. Pilting. Check this out, Leadheads. Purchase a new Sub 2000 from any FFL dealer between March 1st, 2023, and June 30th, 2023, and get a $100 rebate. Visit KeltechWeapons.com for more information. So that there you go, Leadheads. I hope you enjoyed those interviews with Keith Garcia, uh, Nick, and correll Awesome dudes. I hope to have them back on. Maybe we do more detail on the the human trafficking aspect there that we talked about uh alicia her nickname's lucky by the way and you know today being st patrick's day lucky alicia garcia the boomstick babe go check her out follow them let them know you heard about them here on the talking lead podcast mr waller mike waller go uh, check out his social meds devin uh, they're all great great people and we've got more interviews still from shot show that that i'll be dropping so stay tuned for those. And again, NRA, April fourteenth through the sixteenth, Caltech booth. We're gonna be there, gonna have the lead quarters, awesome giveaways. Ton Jones is gonna be there. The the nation's greatest outdoor grilling chef. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're gonna have some fun.
0: We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be fun. and you never know who else is gonna be there. Yeah, you never know who's gonna drop by the booth. So uh, and I know that we'll probably have our good friends from Student of the Gun doing some collaborating with them on some things too. So stay tuned. And oh, by the way, that being said, I, I meant to mention this at the first part. Um, uh, for uh, you, James Yeager fans, you know he passed away uh, a few months ago. God rest his soul. He was a really good friend, mentor, helped us a lot with this show, get us you know to the point to where we're at right now. You know, did a lot of training with, with him and, and tactical response. Got a new book out, believe it or not. He he was in the process of writing a book uh, before he passed, and um, Paul Markle, good friend Paul Markle, you know he's an author, helped him finish that book, and it is out on Amazon now. And the name of the book is The Four Pillars of Fighting, and it is on Kindle and paperback. You get either version; they're both available, and it's the number one bestseller in the shooting and hunting category right now. So you guys want to go check that book out. It is available, and uh, I know that uh, it's probably chock full of good info, and with Paul helping him out, it's going to be a good book. So that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Ton, appreciate you jumping on. Love it, bro. Kicking off this episode, and uh, we look forward to doing more with you, especially at NRA. Can't wait for that exclusive that you're going to. Going to drop on the leadheads.
1: Dude, it's going to be pretty badass.
0: From my uh, Air Force air guns. Oh, yeah. Can you tease? Can you give us a hint?
1: Mm. Or would be giving it away? It'd be giving it away.
0: All right. I don't want to get you in trouble. So,
1: But it might be from two. I might have two things I actually done.
0: Ah, okay. The more the merrier is what you I, I say. It's going to be epic. Don't stop with one. Do two. Do three.
1: <laughs> it's going to be epic.
0: Let me hear from you leadheads. Talking lead at gmail.com. Uh, you got guest suggestions, topic suggestions, um, or just life, you know, tips, tricks, hacks. I love to hear those, too. And, and for you're...
1: God's sakes, email him at TalkingLed.com. TalkingLed
0: at Gmail.com. Gmail.com.
1: <laughs> never, never message him on social media or through the website. Not it if it's something that be... you
0: want me to yeah. remember or repeat on the show. It because,
1: uh... has to be... TalkingLead at gmail.com. gmail.com. Trust me, I've tried it. I've tried it. <laughs> you've, you've tried it. Dude, I've done the own, my own science experiment. It has to go through the Gmail or he doesn't respond this week. It'll I be can. next week or three weeks from now. But it has to go through gmail.com.
0: Let me see just if I've got, got any. I'll just do a quick search right here. See if I missed anybody who, who emailed me. I mean, it happens. Don't say, oh, and for God's sake, don't go to my website. Do not go to talkingled.com and try to contact me uh, because I know that you're not a listener that way. Because when people send me messages through there, I know it's some kind of scam. You know, we talked about these scams earlier. I know it's a yeah. scam, and uh, I usually just delete those right off. But some of them are legit. Um, but those are people I know that are, haven't listened to the show, and, it, you know, whatever. You get the point. Uh, I want to say, uh, I. You know, be safe out there. It's St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy it. Take advantage of uh, all the the cool deals and specials and you know sales that are going on. But do it responsibly, because we want yes. you back. We want you listening. Call an Uber. That's what Ubers are for. Get damn, a damn Uber, and uh, you're gonna be fine. Because I want you back for the next episode. I want you back for the next episode too, Ton.
1: I'll be at home with the family. At That's home. the safest way to be.
0: There you go. So until the next episode, as always, Leadheads. As, as to build on what Tun just said, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. You got any little satirical thing to add to it?
1: <laughs> Bro. And, and make sure you got multiple mags.
0: <laughs> make sure you give your kids colored food so their poo is exciting and fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm going to experiment with that tonight and see how pissed off Mama gets with me tomorrow.
4: That'll be hilarious. <laughs>